0: My name is James Rowlands and in 2015 I started the WNR podcast with my friend
1: Dan Mike And every month we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update.
0: Also each month the latest pay-per-views and we are live not only for the big four but every takeover as well.
1: Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise.
0: Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are are the WNR. WNR. I'm James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by Dan White right. and today it's the WR 245 it's the WWE Network Review for September but before we do anything let's start with the alternate intro and it is the unknown we fear when we look upon death and darkness, nothing more and that's J.K. Rowling from Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince but now the normal intro.
1: Every month we review the latest content on the WWE Network including Ride Along, Photo Shoot, Table for Free and 205 Live. Plus on today's show, a fantastic documentary on Adrian Street. We will bring you all the news, and we have the fallout from NXT Takeover Cardiff. Finally, the crown jewel of the WNR podcast, NXT update.
0: Well, we start with new content, and WWE set to add a host of WWE Saturday Night episodes to the WWE Network this week. Um, so we start off, and it's going to be the ninth January night, night three, WWE Saturday Night. Barry Windham and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat battle it out in a tournament for the WCW United States Heavyweight title. Dustin Rhodes, Marcus Alexander Bugwell, Two Cold Scorpio and many.
1: And we got WCW Saturday night, third, uh, sorry, 16th of January, 93. And a new WCW United States Cruiserweight Champion is set to be crowned when Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Dustin Rhodes meet in the main event. Barry Windham, Flying Brian Pillman and Stunning Steve Austin face Johnny B. Bad, Two Cold Scorpio and Brad Armstrong and many more.
0: January, the natural Dustin Rhodes puts his newly won W United States heavyweight title on the line against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Great champion, Big Van Vader, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Nordoff unite for action. Two cold Scorpio goes one-on-one with Barry Windham and Mutt.
1: 30th of January, 93, Harley Race leads Barry Windham and WSW World heavyweight champion Big Van Vader to the ring to battle Sting and the natural Dustin Rhodes in a tag team match. Plus, Z-Man, Two Cold Scorpio, and many more are in action.
0: 6th of February, Barry Windham promises to end Sting's career when they meet one-on-one in the main event. Flying Brian Pillman and stunning Steve Austin team up to battle Two Cold Scorpio and Johnny with Bad. Plus, Stephen Regal is in action. The Heavenly Bodies
1: take on the Rock of Express and much more. 13th of February, we've got the natural Dustin Rhodes and Cactus Jack team up to take on Barry Windham and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Stunning Steve Austin gives himself a time limit to defeat Mark Alexander Bagwell. Plus, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, WCW World Heavyweight Champion Big Van Vader, and many more are in action.
0: 20th of February, the Lumberjack Match main event sees Ricky the Dragon Steamboat go one on one with flying Brian Pillman as Super Bowl free approaches. Several competitors take to the ring to warm up for action to come, including Cactus Jack, WCW World Heavyweight Big Van Vader, and more.
1: 27th of February, we've got Ric Flair returning to centre stage to send a message to all the current champions in World Championship Wrestling. Flying Brian Pillman and stunning Steve Austin continue to impress in tag team action. Plus the natural Dustin Rhodes, Vinny Vegas, Johnny B-Bad and many more gear up for competition.
0: The 6th of March, long before terrorising the W locker room as Kane bruiser Mastino would test his in-ring skills in a battle sting.
1: 13th of March. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff steps into the ring to challenge the natural Dustin Rhodes for the WWE United States Heavyweight Title. Plus, Ruse, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, WWE World Heavyweight Champion Big Van Vader, and more are in action.
0: 20th of March, Big Van Vader steps into the ring to give Sting and all other challenges for his WWE World Heavyweight Title an example of what awaits them. Plus, Ravishing Rude is back in action. Cactus Jack goes one-on-one with Rip Rogers, and much more.
1: 27th of March, David Boy smith and Vinny Vegas clashing about long before their battles up north. Two Cold Scorpio partners up with Marcus Bagwell for a tag team match. Plus Ron Simmons, Steve Regal, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff and many more take to the ring for action.
0: 3rd of April, legendary Ric Flair is in the house to address the return of an old friend. The Hollywood Blondes start and embrace, their recent winning of the WWE World Tag Team titles. Plus, Sting meets Mike Thor in singles competition. Cactus Jack takes on Tex Slazinger and much more.
1: Now, that is a fucking name, Tex Slazinger. Don't make names like that
0: anymore.
1: 10th of April, the main event sees two Cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell take on a tag team match. Cactus Jack continues to demonstrate his unorthodox abilities in a match against Shanghai Pierce plus ravishing Rick Rude, Max Payne and many more take to the ring for action.
0: 17th of April, Cactus Jack gets what he's been asking for when he takes to the ring to go one-on-one with WWE World Heavyweight Champion Big Van Vader in the main event. Plus the Hollywood Blondes complete, compete in a tag team match on Asuna's action
1: and more. 24th of April, we've got a special grudge match seeing Cactus Jack take to the ring to battle WWE World Heavyweight Champion Big Van Vader. Ron Simmons challenges Paul Orndorff for the WWE World TV title Plus, the Hollywood Blondes are in action. Scott Norton takes on Johnny Gunn.
0: 1st of May, things take an unexpected turn when Ron Simmons challenges Mr. Wonderful Paul Nordoff for the WWE World television title. Tension between the natural Dustin Rhodes and Ravshan Rick Rude Escalate. Plus, an old friend teams with Jim Ninehart, Bay Wyndham faces Pez Watley and more.
1: 8th of May, we've got Ric Flair faced with disappointment when Barry Wyndham is set to join him on a flair for the gold. WWE Tag Team Champions, the Hollywood Blondes, take to the ring for a tag team match. Plus, Davy Boy Smith, Max Payne, Dustin Rhodes, and many more in action.
0: Fifteenth of May, Arn Anderson is in singles competition when he faces off against Bobby Eaton in the main event. While not endearing themselves to the fans as a current tag team champion, the Hollywood Blondes looks to earn the disdain of legendary Ric Flair. Plus, Max Payne, Van, or in action.
1: Twenty-second of May, Davy Boy Smith looks to disrupt the public workout of WWE World Heavyweight Champion Big Van Vader. Two Cold Scorpio challenges Paul Orndorff for the World TV title. Plus, Rick Rude joins Flair for the gold. Sting takes on Big Sky and much more.
0: So there is a load of content there. And this is the stuff like I've been waiting for as well. It kind of fills out the gaps on the network. And there's some great things here. Like, if you want to see, like, kind of, Ron Simmons winning the World South African-American to win a World Heavyweight Championship, you've got it there. Or you also got kind of, like, you know, people don't know who the Hollywood blondes are. That's Brian Pillman and Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, stunning Steve Austin as it was, uh, Kane making his his debut of action before he went to WWE. So there's a lot of stuff there for kind of fans who maybe were not really sure, you know, uh, to go back and actually see it before they became kind of superstars, you know.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's very entertaining and uh, definitely worth the watch. uh,
0: And another thing definitely worth the watch as well is the new A documentary. And on Saturday night, immediately following the conclusion of TakeOver UK Cardiff, The W Network aired a special documentary titled Exotic, The Story of Adrian Street and Miss Linda.
1: The 78-year-old Welsh former pro wrestler is considered a legend in the British wrestling scene. He made his debut in 1957 and wrestled as a heel throughout the world along with his valet and real-life wife, Linda. Following their retirement from in-ring action, Street ran the Skull Crushers Wrestling School in Florida and the two also started creating wrestling gear. Perhaps their most famous creation is the dude Love ring gear that Mick Foley wore during his feud with Steve Austin.
0: And it was a great documentary, and uh, you basically saw Adrian Street reflecting on his life and his crew in and out of the re- ring. He kind of relived his journey of becoming one of the most outlandish and polarising superstars in history. And you see his emotional experience coaching at a performance centre in the United Kingdom as well. So kind of a great story, and this is someone that my dad always kind of talks about, a bit like Gorgeous George, I suppose, back in the day brought that kind of glam to it, and it's great They actually uh, gets a chance to have a documentary on the network. So we move on, and up next, it was the Intercontinental title.
1: Yes, and just under 40 years ago, a legendary tournament took place in Rio de Janeiro to crown WWE's first ever Intercontinental champion. The tournament is so legendary that no video of it actually exists, but Pat Patterson brought home the gold either way.
0: Well, to honour this history, most are much true than the above. The network is planning on hosting a six-hour retrospective chronicling the full history of the title. We see 20 matches that define the Intercontinental Championship hosted by Zack Ryder. Viewers will watch the 20 of the greatest matches that made the title featuring Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Seth Rollins and more in classic action. Now, Dan, to put you on the spot, what is your favourite Intercontinental title match that you can think of right now?
1: I think it's Zack Ryder winning it. Is that right? Yeah, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was one person. I don't think anyone thought would win it, and he managed to capture it. You know, granted that he only held it for one night, but it yeah. was a great WrestleMania moment for him and for the title as well. Yeah,
0: I think the, the title was much like kind of the workhorse championship in WWE. equals people like you know Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man uh, Randy Savage at WrestleMania Three is a kind of classic match. SummerSlam '92 with Bret Hart. And the British Bulldog is kind of one of our favourite matches of all time. And even like I'm in Jericho uh, in the early noughties, I think, are, are something that should be looked at as well. But it's great that they're actually uh, chronicling it. And like I said, go onto the network and you can see all uh, 20 matches. But we also had other new content, so we're just going to run the list, run through the list of stuff that we had. We started off with WWE Chronicle, which was Seth Rollins the course, following his journey as Universal Champion.
1: Yes, we get a table for three, Little Big Appetite, with Braun Strowman, Ember Moon and my beautiful Alexa Bliss.
0: Another table for three was t- Table of Honour, Cesaro and
1: Nigel McGuinness. We get a WWE ride-along, Becky and Seth's Excellent Adventure.
0: Another ride-along, which is TakeOver Thruway, which is Alistair Black, Ricochet and Heavy Machinery.
1: We get a new series, WWE Day Of.
0: Which featured the Raw Reunion.
1: And SummerSlam 2019.
0: And WWE 24, a new version, which serves Kofi Kingston, the year of return.
1: And WWE Untold, Team Hell No is on fire.
0: And, of course, WWE photoshoot with The Big Show. So some of our favourite programmings there, having new episodes. Uh, the WWE Untold told series, I think, is kind of classic. And, of course, Team Hell No is probably one of my favourite tag teams. Even though I don't really like kind of two random wrestlers stuck together... I think the chemistry that they had, you know, hugging it out and everything like that, Team Hell No, I think still stand up today, don't they? You know, that many years off.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it was uh, kind of an entertaining thing. I'd, again, you know, the thing with that side of thing with Kang going with someone trying to humanise him, it was done with x like, you know, we we're watching 20 years ago, so, you know, it's kind of like, eh.
0: yeah. But still, Team Hell No, uh, great. Tag team as it was, so that is all the new content. So now we move on to 2.05 live, and it's August 13th. The show opens with a video package recapping Gulak and Lorkin from SummerSlam.
1: Akira Tozawa over Jack Gallagher by pinfall with the diving senton, but the referee missed Jack getting his foot on the ropes.
0: Only Lorkin gets a promo about how he brought the fight to Drew Gulak, and he should have won, but Drew took the easy road and punched him in the
1: throat. Humberto Carrillo against Lucha House Party, who is Kalisto and... Lince, Lince Dorado, Dorado! Over Aria devari Singh Brothers, by pinfall, with a shooting star press from the Dorado on one of the Sings.
0: Well, Drew Gulak gets a promo where he complains about being haunted by his past and says the ring is a battlefield and all is fair in war.
1: Tony Nees gets a promo where he says he from scratch... So he won't forget his mistakes and he'll do whatever he can to win the title back.
0: And in the main event, Drew Gulak beat Oni Larkin with the Gulak to retain the Cruiserweight Championship.
1: And that's basically it. Yeah, that was it. Not a bad episode. We move on to the next one, August 20th. Yes, the show opens with Drew Gulak promo breaking his team for tonight's Captain's Challenge Elimination Tag Match followed by Oni Lorkin doing the same.
0: We get Team Gulak, which is Ango Garcia, Arir Diwari, Drew Gulak... Tony Nice versus Team Lawkin, which is Akira Tozawa, Humberto Carilla, Isaiah Swerve-Scott, Jack Hager and Oni Lawkin. Yes, yeah, so Mike Kanellis
1: eliminates Akira Tozawa. Jack Hager eliminates Mike Kanellis by pinfall with a headbutt. Tony Nese eliminates Jack Gallagher by pinfall with a jig and tonic. And then we
0: get footage of a backstage altercation between Tozawa and Gallagher. at leads to Brian Kendrick to challenge Jack to a match.
1: Only Lorkin eliminates Tony Nice. Drew Gulak eliminates Isaiah Scott by Pinfall with a cyclone crash. And then Drew Gulak is eliminated by disqualification after bringing a steel chair into the proceedings. Only Lorkin eliminates Aria Davari. Humberto Carrillo eliminates Angel Garza by Pinfall with a corkscrew splash. And that's it. So it's Team
0: Lorkin, which is Cesaro Carrillo, Scott, Gaga, and Larkin, beating Team Gulak, Garza, Davari, Gulak, Canellis, and Nice. And that's the show. Next episode, August 27th.
1: The show opens with a recap of last week's Captain's Challenge match. And then we cut to Drake Maverick congratulating Oney Larkin and Humberto Carrillo for surviving the match. Only wants Drew Gulak again, but the problem is both Humberto and Oney have a victory over the champion now. Carrillo suggests a freeway, but Drake instead books a number one contender's match for tonight.
0: In the first match, Davari Di- beats Kalisto by
1: pinfall with a Pepsi twist. And post-match, Divari goes to put the boots to Kalisto, but the rest of the Lucha House Party... And in the Singh Brothers get a promo. Humberto Carrillo beat La- Only Lorkin by pinfall with the corkscrew sent-on to become the number one contender to the WWE Cruiserweight Championship at Clash of Champions.
0: Well, as Carrillo celebrates Drew Gulak, appears on a tron to give him a slow clap. He talks about Humberto's journey from his pupil all the way to beating Tony Larkin, closing with the notion that if change is the rule, then he is the law. So Humberto Carrillo is your new number one contender. How long would that last? this see. September third, I love.
1: Yes, and the show opens with Drake Maverick announcing to Humberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. Lince Dorado that if Lince wins, he'll be added to the title match.
0: Well, shockingly, Mike Kanellis beat Tony Nese in the first match of the show.
1: They fucked over Tony Nation. Yeah, didn't poor they? Poor Tony. Time. Backstage, Davari gives Lynch Dorado a pep talk, but Lynz lets him have it.
0: Akira Tazar and Brian Kendrick over Brandon Scott and Tyler Hastings by Pinfall. Post match, Kendrick cuts a promo and announces that the sing by them next
1: week. An Oni Larkin interview gets derailed by an angry Tony Neese who soon attacks Oni. Lynz Dorado over Humberto Carrillo by Pinfall to earn a spot in the Cruiserweight
0: Championship match at Clash of Champions.
1: And post-match, Drew Gulak attacks Dorado on the ramp. Tony Nice joins the fray and the two men work together to take Linz and Humberto out.
0: So, quick stop through 205 life, If we look at it, so they've turned Tony nice heel and they've aligned him back up with Gulak. Is that a good idea for them to do that, do you reckon? I mean, they were just feuding over the Cruiserweight title.
1: Absolutely, um, Well, you know, Tony Nice is saying that
0: he'll do whatever it
1: takes to kind of get the title back. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's but Tony Nese is fucked.
0: fucked. Yeah, I know. Now he's teaming up with Gulak. And Humberto Carrillo had a great stand-up moment. But, of course, it will be a triple threat match now at Clash Champions. It will be the champion Drew Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo versus Corrado. Corrado. But now it's time for news.
1: News!
0: And WWE had a huge announcement on
1: August 20th. Here was the official statement. WWE and USA Network today announced an agreement in principle to air WWE's weekly Wednesday night show. NXT live on USA Networks at 8, 7 central, starting September the 18th.
0: Well, following NXT's growth in popularity, the new two-hour weekly show expands its reach on the USA Network, leading cable entertainment while staying in its Wednesday night's time slot that is held since 2015.
1: The move to the USA Network provides an opportunity to deepen our relationship with the NBC Universal and further build the NXT brand, said Vince McMahon. WWE Chairman and CEO. Over the long term, our goal is to develop the following so that it can be monetized to the same level as our flagship flagship programs, Raw and SmackDown.
0: USA Network and WWE have one of the longest and most successful partnerships in television history, said Chris McCumber, president of Entertainment Network's USA and Sci-Fi. As the number one cable entertainment network, we're excited to add NXT to our weekly lineup alongside Powerhouse flagship Raw and to bring a new generation of superstars to a wide audience.
1: NXT launched in 2010 and has risen to become WWE's third global brand alongside Raw and SmackDown. Hosting nearly 200 live events around the world each year, airing on Wednesday nights at 8pm, NXT has been WWE's network...
0: Well, the new two-hour NXT weekly show will also be available on demand on WWE Network every Thursday night beginning at 10pm. NXT TakeOver events will continue to stream live exclusively on the network, but I've just got a little bit of an update and for the next two NXTs, so the debut on September eighteenth and September twenty fifth twenty fifth, the first hour will live on USA network starting at eight PM and the second hour will stream live on the WWE network at nine PM. Then the second hour will be immediately available and so spin it up a little bit. Uh, I d I don't really know why they're playing around with it that much, but I think it's just because of um USA Network have got a couple of shows they kinda want to save beforehand before they go properly. And weirdly enough, it would mean then that October second will be their first official live to our show, and that is when AEW debut as well. So I think it's more, you know, I don't think it's luck. I think it's more judgment, you know.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's um, it'd be interesting to see. It's not like um, it's live as opposed to being taped prop beforehand. I think we mentioned this before, yeah. and that it's not too Vince McMahon Yes, uh, and this the thing,
0: and then also there's another news story about Triple H saying Vince wouldn't be getting involved in this. It's still gonna be Triple H's baby. How much is that gonna happen with ratings doesn't work or storylines not? Then again, that could all change as well. But for now, he actually I think Triple H had to go at Dave Meltzer because of it and said like whatever. said Meltzer doesn't know shit as well, yeah. and Triple H basically said that about him being in control of NXT. But NXT offers a unique blend of authentic in ring action, exciting and exciting storylines that features WWE's hottest up-and-coming superstars.
1: The brand's diverse roster consists of elite athletes from the NFL, collegiate and amateur sports, MMA, competitive bodybuilding and international sports such as rugby, kush Thai, and Kabaddi. It also, it's also the birthplace of 80% and SmackDown rosters. Including Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre.
0: Well, this series will continue to emanate from Full Sail University in Orlando as part of W's production partnership with preeminent entertainment, media, arts, and technology institutions.
1: Many wrestling fans will remember the industry changing Monday Night Wars between WCW and WWE at the turn of the century. WWE announced August 20th mental brand NXT will make the jump to television on Wednesday nights and compete with all elite wrestling. AEW executive vice president and former WWE star Cody Rhodes told Bleacher Report Live he believes this rivalry could help revitalize the wrestling similarly to how WCW and WWE did.
0: He said, I think the most important night in all of wrestling is now Wednesday nights, Rhodes said. The best wrestling is going to be happening on Wednesday. It's Destination TV. And when's the last time wrestling was Destination TV? It's now must-watch, and I'm not going to complain about that. Wrestling fans now have a choice, and I hope they choose us.
1: In May, AEW announced it will begin airing a live weekly show on Warner Media's TNT, with the start date later revealed to be October the 2nd.
0: AEW is following in the footsteps of World Championship Wrestling, which first aired Monday Night show and TNT in 995. WWE became WWE's chief rival and, of course, it beat WWE in the Monday Night Rating Wars for 83 weeks in a row before falling off the pace and being absolute shit in 99. WWE purchased WWE in 2001.
1: WWE's NXT will begin airing as a live two-hour show every Wednesday on USA Network, September the 18th. NXT previously only streamed on the WWE Network. The move is perceived as a direct response from WWE to AEW's weekly show.
0: Yeah, not only will both shows be on the same night, but also fill the same time stop from 8 to 10 p.m. This is the first time since the Monday Night Wars between WWE and WWE that two hyper-compete for ratings on the same night at the same time. According to Alfred Cullowoo of Forbes, AEW may be anticipating a new rivalry by purchasing the Wednesday Night War domain.
1: I'm oddly intrigued to see what Vince McMahon does with NXT, Rhodes said. My dad was instrumental in building the NXT brand for a long time. It had been a developmental project. For Vince to now bring it to the USA Network as a full-time brand, I'm just in."
0: Will WWE's decision to have its developmental brand compete with new companies
1: backed by notable names in the wrestling world, such as Rose, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, John Mox and
0: Chris Jericho, is an interesting one.
1: Mr McMahon could be trusting his wealth of experience in the business and relying on up-and-coming talent like Velveteen Dream, Shaney Baszler, and Johnny Gagano, to put it ahead. He might want to be using some of the same tactics he used in the 1980s when then WWF would schedule high-profile shows to compete directly against the NWA and play hardball with Cable options. So we'll see. It all
0: kicks off, like I said, October 2nd, but in October we'll be making a change to the WNR podcast schedule as well.
1: Well, you know, looking at this, it's because we've we've been talking about this and uh, NXT isn't quite up to scratch at the moment and it needs to kind of do something a bit more drastic to you know win the wednesday night wars do you think you know what do you think it could do is there any way of it i think we might see more than nxt and
0: we might also see some more uh 205 live guys and that i mean i don't know if there's a really a way around it i mean how would you improve nxt if you could
1: um, I'll take some of the underutilised performers on the main show and I'll put them back down in NXT so they can kind of uh, sort things out there. I wouldn't want to see people that haven't been in NXT, you know, for the likes of John Cena, Randy Orton. I wouldn't like to see them performing on NXT just for the sake of yeah. performing on there. You know, I think people that have been in NXT, that'd be fine. I you know, like your Roman Reigns, your Seth Rollins, so on and so forth, to go there and appear there. But... Aside from that, you know, I think they do need to start getting some new talent. You know, we need the next Shinsuke Nakamura, the next Finn Balor coming through there as well.
0: Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see, like I say, it all kicks off October 2nd, AEW versus NXT. And a huge announcement for the podcast right now is that starting October, we'll be bringing you NXT update every month as well. And our first episode of that will be October 6th. So get the fallout from the very first ever two-hour live show and we'll bring you that as well but speaking of aew aew had of course the all out event and i did purchase this in itv box office i'm not going to lie now dan if you just run through the card and the results and then what i'll do is i'll just give you a little bit of detail of each match as well i actually stayed up and watched it Fellas, us halfway through the card finished it they
1: well we had the first ever aew world championship wrestling match and chris jericho defeated hangman page all oh, right We had the AAA tag team titles. Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix defeated the Young Bucks. Cody with MJF defeated Sean Spears or Ty Dillinger with Tully Blanchard. Rio Rijo defeated Hakiru Cedar to the AEW Women's World Championship on October 2nd against Nyla Rose. Dark Order defeated the Best Friends to receive a first round bite in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Uh, Jimmy Havoc defeated Darby Allen and Joey Janela. Pack defeated Kenny Omega. SCU defeated Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Uh, the Buy-In Private Party defeated Angelico and Jack Evans. And the Casino Rock Battle Royale: The Buy-In Nyla Rose won the Casino Battle Royale to be the first entrant to challenge for the AEW Women's World Champion, the second.
0: Yeah. So the buy is basically the AEW's kick-off, and the Casino Battle Royale started it off. Uh, this is weird. They had, like, a set of cards, and each suit represented five women. And the suit, whatever suit came out on the card... There were
1: only four suits, though.
0: Yeah, the four, the, so there was, like, 20 women involved that oh, came right. out. One of them was a Joker card, special one at the end. Nyla Rose won this. For me, she's a bit like... I, I'm just going to say, like, a Nia Jax ripoff off to begin with. All right? That's what she kind of looked like.
1: Um, wasn't my Twitter follower in there as well? Vince Fuso. Jazz. Jazz was a special
0: appearance, yeah. Um, Tanil Dashwood, who was Emma. She was in that. Mar- Mercedes Martinez. Um, Britt Baker and um, another one as well. And I can't remember her name now, but I know she's going out with Will Ospreay and I know people going to have a go at me for saying that. But she was involved. Not a bad match, a little bit of a clusterfuck. And like I said, Nia Jax rip off uh, Nyla Rose won that one. The other match, Private Party versus Angelo... Uh, I... Didn't really pay attention to that. There was a heel turn at the end of it. Then the main paper you started, SCU, of course, Kazarian and Daniels were known well for our time in Impact Wrestling. Uh, a great little tag team, I think, involved. Luchasaurus is low. He's dressed as a dinosaur. His hot tag is on YouTube. Go check it out. He's fucking phenomenal. The crowd were buying in to what Luchasaurus And the two guys he was with as well. Really small guys, Jungle Boy, but a couple of moves. It was a really entertaining six-man tag team match. Great way to start the show. Uh, Pack versus Kenny Omega. It was a good match. But for me, I just, I don't get the
1: the hype of Kenny Omega. And you're you're with me on that one, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. We don't agree on many things, but (laughs) the Kenny Omega hype is just, I don't know, I think Dave Meltzer's kind of built him up so high that he actually falls flat. Uh, Pack, we know he can do wonderful stuff in the ring. He's a brilliant worker, someone that we were sad to see leave the WWE.
0: Well, what annoyed me, J.R. was on commentary and he was going, look at this kid, this is what this kid can do. He's looking for a bright future and it's like, Jr., it's Neville, mate. We know who he is already. Don't try and say he's like a kind of young lad. He put Kenny Omega to sleep. Many Fans uh, and tents were shocked by this, but it made sense because if you want to use Pac, then to beat someone like Omega to build him up a little bit makes perfect sense. Everybody was saying this was a kind of like classic fight. It didn't touch Walter versus Tyler Bate. I'm sorry. Nah. I, d- I don't want to be that guy, uh, but I, f- I felt like that through, through that match. It wasn't a bad match, though, if you know what I mean. The best match I really liked, Jimmy Havoc defeating Darby Allin versus Joe Janella. Harcourt, this is a, a barrel match, basically. And a couple of the stunts in this. I mean, the first moments, Jimmy Havoc, who is uh, England's own, shall we say, had his mouth stuffed with thumbtacks, taped to a chair, and then Darby Allen just dived off and took him out on it. Uh, The biggest spot of the match was when Darby uh, (laughs) Allen jumped off the top rope with the barrel behind him and landed on the stairs as hard as you possibly can. It was a sick bump, and no one should take that. Uh, weirdly enough Jimmy Havoc did win which was quite a surprise but I, I was pleased by it and it was one of those matches where it's it was just it was crazy enough and it felt different and I, it kind of picked me up, the other two matches afterwards didn't, the Dark Order and the Best Friends, uh, the crowd was silent during it and I didn't really enjoy it, best bit of that was freshly squeezed Orange, Cass- Orange Cassidy showing up uh, and doing his uh, suicide dive with his hands in his pockets nipping up, a response that he got was fucking phenomenal as well um after that the uh rio defeating hikaru shida i i like women's wrestling but the fans really weren't into it which is a bit of a shame uh cody with mjf defeating sean spears spears was not over at lunch it was more over than he was there was a horrible moment right at the start but cody brought his dog out yeah and the fireworks went off and the dog absolutely shit himself and they kind of tried to bring him out onto stage and he just he didn't want to and it was they even made a note of it afterwards and like we apologised because the dog was really in distress MJF have you seen much of him because is that Michael J Fox it's not Michael J Fox it's just it's a dude with a Burberry scarf and he's very cocky attitude but it's something mislike about him of being ingenuous and I I quite it's saying about him that I quite like he was involved as like the manager for Cody. This was the most WWE-style match of the entire show. Arn Anderson plodded his way out and hit the spinebuster on um, Sean Spears, and then Cody got the victory for that. Uh, fans and uh, didn't like it that much, but uh, I thought it was the most WWE-style match. Then we had Pentagon Junior and Phoenix defeating the Young Bucks. This was just. Stunts this was don't get me wrong, it was amazing mismatches um
1: yeah, I saw the uh Canadian destroyer into a seated car driver on a table, yeah <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm all for having stunts in wrestling matches, but having stunts for the sake of stunts it's like you were saying earlier, a bloke had fucking thumbtacks shoved in his mouth, taped shut, and then was fucking beaten. It's like really, a bloke fell back first with a barrel behind him onto some still fucking steps, I mean. You know, there's there's doing stunts for kind of like the impact of the match and there's doing stunts just for the shock factor and a few hundred thousand views on a fucking YouTube clip. It's it's pointless and fucking dangerous to people's health. It's just like fucking Cody Rhodes' unprotected chair shot that yes. Ty Dillinger hit on his yeah. head and he had to have fucking stitches. I mean come on, look at what happened to fucking Chris Benoit for taking unprotected chair shots to the yeah. fucking head.
0: Yeah, that's true, that's true. And uh, you know, and you can see a lot of that involved in this match there was one where nick jackson uh, i call it the bubba spot where he's pushed off the ladder in the middle of the ring to go through two tables his feet hit the top rope and he went head first into the table cut his hand open as well it was a sick fucking bum. Uh, i think matt jackson took like a package power drive on the ladder as well uh Lucha Bros, though, i got a really cool look, and I really do like them, Uh, but I think this match was all just about the kind of high offence stunts between the two. A great match, though, to be fair. Of course, Lucha Bros won, but that wasn't it, because as we were celebrating, these two masked men came out and pushed them off the ladder and we wondered who they were, and it was the recently arrived LAX from Impact Wrestling. Uh, I've not seen them, but you've seen LAX, haven't you?
1: I have, yes. Uh, managed by someone that James admired. I don't know if he was there. He wasn't, thankfully, yeah. Uh, but no, Conan <laughs> manages them in, uh, you've got Santana, you've got the woman Diamante, I think her name is, uh, and someone else, I can't remember his name. But since then, they've, returned back to Impact Wrestling. Have they gone back to Impact Wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, I know they've they've got a match
0: with, uh, I think it's Loser Leaves Town, which is going to come up. And obviously they're making their way to AEW. And the tag team division in AEW is probably one of the most impressive things because WWE don't really care about theirs. Uh, And then the main event for the AEW Championship, Chris Jericho versus Adam Page, I don't think the crowd was, it wasn't, if I'm going to compare it to a takeover, it wasn't as loud as a takeover main event. At this point, it's it's about three and a half hours in. And you know how people moan about WWE events. I felt this one again, to hit four hours was a bit too long. Jericho was all right. Um, his character's okay and his style's right. Page is kind of one of those guys where I'm not really sure about him yet. He didn't really show me much, but it wasn't a bad, he came out on a horse. So, do you know what I mean? Like, is he a cowboy? Is he like... What's he all about? Brokeback Mountain? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to quit you. Uh, Jericho beat him. um wasn't a bad match. It wasn't like a kind of... For me, wasn't main event level match, but it was okay, you know? But
1: the thing with... We're going back 20 years, watch WWE versus WCW, pushing over the hill stars. Mm. Jericho, yes, he's got a great character, but, you know, we've seen him 20 years ago making his debut on WWE. He is... He's looking fat. Yeah, yeah. He's looking yeah. out of shape. And what are the comments we've been saying about Ric Flair, Hoke Hogan 20 years ago now?
0: Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: right? it's, it's like, if you're going to build a brand around someone, yeah, it's good that they're not building it around themselves like, you know, Kenny and Rhodes and the Young Bucks, you know, they're not making it all about themselves. But, can I build it around someone yeah. that's not come through WWE, not done all he can in WWE, you know, build it around someone different? Yeah, I think
0: that's why it would have been like, a little bit surprising if Adam Page had um, actually got the victory. But, you know, it didn't work out. Jericho did with the Judas Effect and won the title and then celebrated in probably the greatest way ever because the show then went off there, went on to YouTube. And then we had the first, I think, in history with Jericho backstage, looking to someone to celebrate with. Couldn't find anybody. But he did find something, didn't he? I found some bubbly! I found a little bit bubbly! <laughs> so, yeah. He did that, and the memes, I mean, there were so many of Chris them. Chris Jericho's
1: even liked and commented on some of them himself.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was a great thing. But then we thought that was a big story. But then it was a huge story, because when Jericho apparently left his limousine, he had lost his AEW World Championship belt. And that was just a kind of
1: huge, I think, a birth for AEW, you know. But then it's it's kind of brought some more attention to it because people that wouldn't have watched it or wouldn't have cared about it, they've kind of, you know, been invested in this story. They want to find out what happened. And, (laughs) you know, so it has kind of, you know... Any news is good, you know, it's good news for them because it's, it's bringing more eyes to the brand.
0: i at that. And Jericho released a YouTube video as well where he said he's going to catch the perpetrator. And at that point, I thought, oh, is this the storyline for him saying there's someone taking it? No, it wasn't. It was found by local police on the side of the road and Jericho's got the AEW title back and uh, now. So that kind of story has shut off. I think it's a shame, though. I think they missed an opportunity there, you
1: know? Absolutely, yes. But it's kind of like, if you're the person that took it, how are you ever going to be able to get rid of a one-of-a-kind AEW championship? Yeah. You know, who are you, to, who are you going to, are you going to hock it to a pawnbroker? You know, I'm sure that there's a few avid wrestling fans that would like to collect it. Maybe after a couple of years, you can like, I've found the yeah. missing. Or Vincent Mann
0: going,
1: off me the belt, damn it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah.
0: But what can NXT, NXT do to fight back? I mean, it's been circulated uh, since it's moved to the USA Network that there might be a sixth NXT TakeOver special in 2020.
1: Well, WWE increasing the number of annual TakeOver events to six would depend on the success of the show and how the numbers look on the USA Network.
0: But there's no word yet on when the sixth TakeOver event would be held. With a current schedule, obviously makes finding a spot for the extra show difficult. The 2019 TakeOver events took place during the Rumble weekend in January, WrestleMania 35 weekend in April, first weekend of June, SummerSlam weekend and, of course, Survive Series weekend in November.
1: As noted earlier this week, MKM Partners analyst Eric Handler mentioned in a note to investors that WWE now has additional to further monetize the NXT brand, including the possibility of raising the number of annual TakeOver events from five to as many as 12, It is highly unlikely that WWE would ever do monthly takeover events, but anything is possible. Handler wrote in his note, We anticipate WWE management could look to further monetize the NXT brand with international TV deals either through paid TV or free-to-air networks.
0: Yeah, well, WWE has held five takeover events per year since 2015, except for 2016 when they did four. There was just four takeover events in 2014 following the first ever takeover event in late May of that year. So, would you want to see more takeover events, or do you think it's fine the way it is?
1: I think it's fine the way it is. We get a good bit of build going up to it. I don't know if because they're going to double their time, because you know normally on NXT you'd see each week kind of focusing on one match for the takeovers, like you know in the five weeks building yeah, up to it, which is brilliant. But is that taking out the NXT UK takeover events as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, would there be a, a, a month where we'd get a I don't think you should get a takeover, two takeover events in one month. I think it no. would be too much, you know. I think yeah. so. I know we had it last month, but I think sometimes a little bit of pacing would probably work out. But it's interesting to see what they can do, and let's hope NXT is a success for the USA Network. I right? just
1: hope they don't try and put too much in. Yeah. Because, you know, the way it is now, five, maybe six a, a year would be absolutely perfect.
0: Well, we'll move on to our next news story, and it's just bring it. Just
1: bring it. Well, WWE has struck a deal with Endeavor Audio to launch its own podcast network featuring multiple WWE superstars.
0: Well, according to the Hollywood Reporter, details regarding the exact content and when the network will launch are set set to be announced at a later date.
1: WWE Advanced Media Executive Vice President J.R. Donlan said the following regarding the partnership. Storytelling is at WWE's core and we are eager to add the audio genre to our portfolio. Partnering with Endeavour Audio, an expert in podcasting, behind us obviously, will enable us to provide our fans with unique content and reach new audiences across the platform. Well, WWE have already ties to Endeavour prior to the announcement of the podcast arrangement. Endeavour Streaming provides the back and forth, the back end of technology for the WWE Network, also for stars Nikki and Brie Bella host the Bellas podcast on Endeavour Audio. I have never, ever heard of it. It is probably the 58th best, obviously running very far behind us at the top.
0: Well, podcasting has developed into one of the most popular forms of entertainment,
1: thanks in part to the Dublin podcast, and professional wrestling has a significant presence in that realm. Well, podcasts featuring current and former WWE superstars and executives such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, Eric Bischoff, Bruce Pitchard, Edge and Christian have enjoyed great success in recent years.
0: But by officially stepping into the podcasting game, WWE can find itself with even great exposure and give fans an opportunity to learn more about their favourite Superstar. But the only problem is, is there's a couple of things you don't do. You don't spit in the wind, you don't tongue on Superman's cape, and you don't come for the W N R
1: podcast. Because you will lose. We will will. find you, and we will kill you. We have a specific set of skills that make us dangerous to people like them. Best in, best in the world wrestling legend cm punk hasn't ruled out a potential return to wwe in the future as he's open to holding talks with any wrestling promotion
0: we all know punk walked out of vincent man's company in 2014 citing creative differences as well as
1: health problems as a reason why and was later fired on his wedding day the six-time world champion to ufc where he lost both his fights to Mickey Gall- and Mike Jackson before becoming a commentator for Cage Fury Fighting Championships.
0: Well, the ex-champ hasn't wrestled anywhere ever since his shock
1: exit and repeatedly stated that he's done with the sport. But now he isn't ruling out a potential return to the squared circle, even if it is with Vince McMahon's promotion.
0: He said he'd hold talks with any wrestling promotion, but will never be the one calling them.
1: Well, Triple H, get on the fucking for fu- Phil Brooks... And fucking pay him whatever. (laughs) Get rid of fucking Mojo. Get rid of fucking all the useless fucking Deadly. Would you sacrifice 205 Live? I would sacrifice 205 Live and Smackdown for CM Punk. (laughs) There we go. Call him. Fucking phone him, (laughs) Triple H. I know you're listening, Paul. And I'm calling you Paul because I'm being serious now. And you're friends with him as
0: well. I am friends. good friends with him.
1: We've got a Twitter chain. Me, (laughs) him, Sean. Vinny. Vinny. Vinny, yeah. Vincent. Eric. Paulie <laughs> but yes uh, CM Punk said during a Q&A session at Starcast 3 I'll have a conversation with anybody but I'm not calling them and it is true because he never fucking phones me yeah
0: no, no he never picks up Punk was asked if he would be open to taking talking specifically to W Chairman and CEO McMahon as well as Chief Executive Vice President of Talent Live Events and Creative I don't know if that's titled long enough Triple H
1: um, he, he would speak to Vice Talent Relations John Laurinaitis uh, the best in the world admitted that he no longer holds any grudges as he said he is over it and wouldn't mind having a conversation with them.
0: Well, CM Punk added, I wouldn't not talk to them.
1: So he would talk to them.
0: So he wouldn't, I wouldn't not. It's double negative, isn't it? Yeah, so he would talk so to them. So he would talk to That's good, he talked to them. So from best in the world to wedding bells.
1: do No, I didn't. Well, across social media, the wrestling world is reacting to the recent engagement of WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins and WWE Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch left several, su- uh, several superstars left comments on the original Instagram post.
0: Lillian Garcia said, So happy for the two of you. You are so
1: meant to be together. You are so meant. Sonia Deville said, uh, Sonia Deville said, OMG, 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 stop. OMG, 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 OMG.
0: I'm dead. Yes, yes. It's happening. Congrats. Piss. I'm Gibbs. Start practicing my old town road version of the wedding.
1: Mandy Rose just simply said, OMG, G, 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 G. Congrats. Three better put. Yay. Congrats. So happy for you both. In addition, other wrestlers are offering congratulations on Twitter underneath Becky's post there.
0: Yeah, but we got more bells.
1: Yes, just a couple of days after two of WWE's top stars announced their engagement, it looks like another top WWE star may have actually tied the knot this week.
0: Well, Finn Balor, who's currently on leave from WWE, posted a picture to his Instagram account that appears to show himself and girlfriend Veronica Rodriguez of Fox Sports having a wedding ceremony in the middle of a jungle.
1: Balor's caption reads, Welcome to the jungle, hashtag forever gang.
0: Well, Balor and Rodriguez made their relationship public back in June. Ballor continued to work for W throughout the summer, but where he asked for two months away to recharge, his leave request was granted, and Ballor worked his last match and losing a one sided effort against The Fiend at Summers.
1: While recharging was certainly probably a reason for his vacation request, it looks like Balor may have also had other intentions for his break away from wrestling. If the photo is exactly what it appears to be, congratulations are well deserved for the new Mr. and Mrs. Fergal Devitt.
0: We move on to arrivals.
1: Well, days after appearing in the front row at NXT TakeOver Toronto, Evolve champion Austin Fury, fucking ridiculous name, has landed in Orlando, Florida as an official recruit of the WWE Performance Centre.
0: Well, the Ori joined eight other signees who reported for training this week. The new class of athletes also featured a former Mae classic favourite, a Jiu Jitsu World Champion, and competitors from the worlds of football and combat sports.
1: Check out the lineup of the new
0: recruits. So we've got Evolve Champion Austin Theory headline a new class of uh, W Performance Center signees. Age 22, Austin White, what a stupid surname? A.K.A. Austin Theory is one of the Sports Entertainment's fastest rising young prospects. Hailing from McDonough, Georgia, White already has experience facing top NXT superstars as part of the black and gold brand's relationship with Evolve Wrestling. He won the Evolve title from Fabian Eichner last December in a triple threat match that also featured Roderick Strong and has since battled the likes of Adam Cole and Johnny Gagano at Evolve events. Made his W Network debut in July, defeating JD Drake to win the WWN title at the Evolve tenth anniversary celebration.
1: Also Santana Garrett from Florida. Uh, also Santana Garrett, she was a competitor in the inaugural May Young Classic and has also been featured on NXT TV. Since making her in-ring debut, Garrett has accumulated many titles and accolades, including winning the Cauliflower Alley Club's feature legend. The Alley Club
0: Future Legend Award. The
1: Cauliflower Alley no. Club. A distinction once bestowed upon Kurt Angle, she was inspired to pursue sports entertainment by her father, Former wrestler TNT Kenny G and has been mentored by WWE Hall of Famers like Scott Hall and Larry Zbysko. Garrett has also wrestled internationally, competing in Japan. and:
0: Well, US Army veteran and former Division 1 football player, Miles, attended W tri in 2017 and 2018. Didn't get them. The 210-pounder from Silver Spring played multiple positions for the University of Maryland Terrapins after serving in the military, which included a tour of duty in Afghanistan. More recently, Miles has gained wrestling experience competing on the Maryland's independent circuit.
1: Six foot six, 265 pounder E.J. Nduka brings a diverse athletic background to the. He played professional football for four years, including stints in the CFL, IFL and AFL. And later became a champion bodybuilder. And Duca has also trained in mixed martial arts and boxing. He attended tryouts at the WWE Performance Center in December 2018 and
0: April. Twenty-four-year-old Alexander Jaksic played semi-pro basketball in Germany before setting his sights on the ring. The six foot five, two hundred thirty pounder initially trained under former W Intercontinental Champion Academy in Canada and has also received coaching from former W. star and the world's biggest penis, Alex Wright. He has spent the past several years wrestling in Germany under the alias LX Ken and took part in W's try in Cologne last November. He may be my new favourite.
1: Well, Brianna Brandy has one of the most unique parts of the Performance Centre. An aspiring hip hop artist who toured alongside the likes of Soldier Boy and Jada Kiss. The five foot nine Brandy, is of ninjutsu and extreme crossfit training under her belt. She also played basketball, competitive swimmer in high school. Brandy previously attended the WWE triad in June
0: Well the new class also includes several athletes recruited from last December's triad in Santiago Chile, W's first camp in the country, which drew dozens of attendees from through Latin America.
1: Well, Brazil's Rita Reyes, 24, is a jiu-jitsu world champion and a multi-time medalist in both jiu-jitsu and she's won titles in not only her native country but throughout Europe as well. Rita also took home gold in the Abu Dhabi World Professional Jiu-Jitsu champion team.
0: Marcus Gomez, also of Brazil, joins the W Performance Centre from the World of Combat Sports. The 260-pounder specialises in jiu-jitsu but also trains in boxing and wrestling as an instructor in Muay Thai.
1: Caitlina Garcia from Chile goes by the professional alias, La Diva, which means the diva of the ring.
0: Oh, fuck it. I didn't know you could speak Spanish.
1: Fucking... Well, Jesse, on the independent wrestling circuit, Garcia has competed in Chilean promotions, five luchas, Clandestino and Max Lucha Libre, as well as the santiago based Revolución Lucha Libre, where she is a two-time, two-time women's champion.
0: So they're all the new arrivals in the Performance Centre, but we have got one major departure.
1: Major departure. Top NXT prospect, Casey Cantazaro, has left WWE.
0: Well, a well-connected square-circle sirens broke the news late last night, reporting that the former American Ninja Warrior participant has decided to call time on her professional wrestling career after suffering a back injury. She hadn't competed since uh, a 19th of July NXT house show.
1: The 29-year-old signed with WWE in January 2018, having undergone a try at the Performance Center one year. A live event that April, she'd go on to appear in the 2018 May Young Classic tournament, beating Raina Gonzalez in the first round, before falling to Rare Ripley in an impressive showing at the next stage.
0: Cancelo has since made three appearances on the main NXT weekly show, with her most recent bout, a 25-second DQ loss to Yo Shai on the 13th of June tapings. Though like she had yet to break into a regular televised role, she stood out for her enthusiasm, athleticism, unique movements and gift-worthy spots like scaling the ring post.
1: It's a shame that a day in a promotion, but fair play to Cantuzaro for making the best of her health. Yeah,
0: and I know you were a huge fan of uh, Casey Cantuzaro as well from her May Young days. It is a shame, isn't it, really?
1: Absolutely, yeah. She's a brilliant talent, but, you know, it's, it's good to see that health obviously comes before your career.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. So we move on to UK. the UK... let down. I don't mean to, I've got a make mistakes like in the wrong part. Just here, Laughing. Shouting lines. Open up a wall so I can see the to get a and I'm going to
1: And just a week on from TakeOver, Triple H has been praising the brand
0: and the show. He took to social media to praise last night's NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff and share some pics of the brand's champions and himself. The game gave a shout-out to the brand for their pride, passion and athleticism and posed to the new NXT UK Tag Team Champions Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, new NXT Women's Champion Kaylee Ray and still reigning UK Champion Walter.
1: Well, Triple H tweeted simply, Hashtag, we are NXT UK. At NXT UK, the pride, passion and athleticism of some of the superstars. The energy, power and noise from an amazing crowd. The support everyone has shown for this brand. Thank you, Cardiff. Hashtag, we are NXT UK. Hashtag, FTMF. Hashtag, NXT UK takeover.
0: So then Triple H, went it around. Like I said, Flash, Morgan, Webster. Uh, do you know, I need to make an apology as well, because he is actually Welsh. And I said he was English, and I had a couple of people say, well, you do know he's Welsh. Oh, okay, so they're Welsh then. All right, both of them are. That's great. Uh, Katie Ray, shocking win. and I mean, we spoke about uh, AEW, Dan. What are your thoughts to take over a week on from that? It was a cracking show, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely brilliant show, yeah. there was. Uh, I don't think there was much more it could have added to, to make the show any better. You know, we had the uh, thunderous clash between... Joe Coffey and uh, Bomber Dave Mastiff. We had a brilliant tag team match, brilliant women's match. Um, yeah, you know it was it was top notch classic wrestling. Without
0: a doubt, and what a fucking epic main event as well. Forty five minutes long, flew by for me. Uh, and Triple H tweeted out, "This foundation doesn't crack." hashtag NXT UK We are NXT UK with a picture with him and Tyler Bate. Well, the
1: game is in favor of WWE main roster. Drew McIntyre making an appearance in NXT UK after granting Cesaro the opportunity to be part of the brand.
0: Yeah, Cesaro was in Cardiff uh, for the UK takeover event, having pestered the 40-time world's champion Talam
1: to, to make the switch. But Cesaro isn't the only one. McIntyre, who was an integral in building the thriving Scottish wrestling scene, thanks to his work with ICW during his time away from WWE, told Sport Bible he was jealous of Finn Balor after seeing him turn up at the inaugural NXT UK of a takeover event in Blackpool earlier this year.
0: Well, a Scottish psychopath has also been nagging the Executive Vice President of Talent, Live Events and Creative, and the 50-year-old is more than willing to make it happen.
1: I think the opportunity when you see guys like Drew McIntyre talking about a brand, it's because that brand is hot. The game tells Sport Bible on conference call on Friday.
0: Well, they see something that is on fire, and we are live for the adrenaline rush of fans being wild and passionate about things, when a guy like Drew McIntyre says, I see UK and I see it on fire and I want to step in the ring with Walter, is because he sees something special happening and he wants to be a part of it.
1: If his schedule permits and he has the ability, then I would love to see them make that happen. I think you see that this weekend with Cesaro, he was on his way to China. I saw him before he left and when he got back, his desire is to come to UK and see what's happening there firsthand. To be in the arena in Cardiff, to see the crowd and hear that
0: crowd and be part of it, it's a strong desire for him and I know he's looking forward to testing out the UK to make sure it's
1: everything they say it is. While stars from Raw, Smackdown and NXT have come to the UK to see what's happening on these shores, Triple H expects more UK stars to get airtime on NXT after it was announced weekly show will be live for two hours on the USA Network every Friday, every Wednesday.
0: I think the NXT UK brand continues to bring surprise and excitement not only to the brand in the UK and to pull outside of people outside the brand, but also come to the US and be a part of something very special like moving to the USA Network, he added.
1: I would expect a lot of the UK stars to have a platform and an opportunity there on a regular basis. Please do not take away Brick
0: Strong style and take them to NXT. Leave them on NXT UK for God. Say, but it's all positive at the moment. Like I said, a crack UK takeover and In my own opinion, betting AEW show as well, even though that's going to cause some controversy. Uh, but this week, we this month, even we've only got
1: one episode of NXT UK to catch up on, and it's September the fourth. The show opened with an NXT UK takeover Cardiff highlight video, running down all the matches and results. Yeah, a graphic plug to rematch between Cassie Sono and Jack Hager for later tonight.
0: But the first match is Raw Ripley versus Piper Niven. And this is a rematch from a few weeks ago, getting a victory over Ray Ripley, of course. Ray Ripley, the former women's champion. It's good to see her in action. These are two women that could be involved not only in NXT UK, but I think in in any women's division in WWE. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Two great top class athletes, um, and you know they're not even challenging for the title at the moment.
0: No, <laughs> as Ray Ripley throws a jacket, a pipe, and even and she looks ready for action. These two women cost each other in a number one contendership battle royal as well a
1: few weeks back. They go for a bit of a lock-up, and uh, it's kind of a stalemate here at the moment. I don't know. Who'd you give the power to, do you reckon? Um, I think the power goes to Ra Ripley, but, you know, no disrespect to Piper Niven. She is a bit of a size, so it's going to take quite a lot to move
0: her. This is the thing. I think the speed as well. I think Niven is deceptively quick for a woman her size. Another colour and another tie-up. But there's no doubt how dominant Niven
1: has been in NXT UK at this
0: moment in time.
1: And we see a attempt in a shoulder block, but Rae Ripley just shakes off and says, no, not today, love. This tells Piper to go and give it. Rae Ripley looking for a cheeky clothesline, but Piper just ducks underneath it, bounces off another rope and takes Ray Ripley down. Now Ripley's just backing away into the corner. I think she's a bit shocked from that. Well, Niven's showing
0: that she means business. She wants NXT UK to be at her house. And Ray Ripley's going to collect herself. because like I said, former champion, so she's been there and done that. And she just got hooked by a huge chop. Again,
1: Niven takes down Ripley. Looking for the running senton, but Ripley moves out of the way of that one. Shoulder barges, Niven into the corner. Follows out with a few more shoulder barges to the midsection. Well, I, lo- I like I him as much, but do you think this match could have been on takeover instead of that one? Do
0: you think these women deserve that kind of platform?
1: Um, Yeah, you know, both these women are accomplished wrestlers, both very good at what they do. I don't know. Um, I think the card was perfectly fine as it was. These two women, it's going to bring a few eyes to the show after NXT UK, uh, after TakeOver.
0: I think you're right about it. It's great to have a main event. Uh, or, or even,
1: it's not even a main event, but a match of this calibre to start us off after UK. So is it a big shame that Paige isn't wrestling anymore because I think she would have been a perfect fit for this brand over here?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think that would have been an, an, an excellent choice, especially if we're not going to do much for her. But I think it's a shame with Paige. I think she was such a big star. Should be mingling with the, the women of Raw and SmackDown right now, you know. I think that's what uh, Paige is all about. But it's it's opened the opportunity for other women to get the chance. And it's people like Tony Storm, you know, the former champion. What's going to happen to her now? The questions, you know, after Takeover, will she now want to move on and try something else, or do you think she'll be in the title pitch soon? The women's division is very strong in, in NXT UK.
1: Well, I'd absolutely love to see Tony Storm move to NXT and go after Shania Baszler and her fraudulent title run.
0: I think Tony Storm is such a great babyface, and Ripley here is the heel in this one, and she's dominating Piper Niven now. Just been working on that lower back. Mm. And now she's just tying up Piper Niven. And the style of a climber, but she's got the head back clamped even more than usual. And this is just going to help Ray Ripley just gain control of this match. Niven can't really catch her breath and trying to get up with the weight of Ray Ripley on her. And Piper Niven just gets her back slammed into the mat. I don't think we've seen a woman dominating Niven like Ray Ripley has. She's uh, she might have come up short in matches, but she's definitely given as good as she's got. Looking for that inverted Texas cloverleaf, and now Niven caught with it, middle of the ring. This takes
1: a lot of strength from Ray Ripley, but it hurts P- Piper Niven even more. Well, Niven rolls through, picks the ankle. It's got a knee hold locked in now on Ray Ripley, and
0: now it's Ripley screaming in pain. She's in a bit of trouble. Living with the strikes as well, just trying to take advantage. But Ray Ripley with a boot right to the face of Niven.
1: Now, Ripley manages to escape and a couple of kicks to the back of Piper Niven. So, right on life.
0: And that's just Ray Ripley dominating Niven, working on the lower back, trash talking at the same time. But we've seen overconfidence in the past costing Ripley. But at the moment, she seems to be in complete control. Is there a down? now, looks like Ray Ripley's just going to jump on the back of Niven, try and put her to sleep. Oh
1: my god. No, uh, Ripley on the back of Piper Niven. Niven just drops all her weight onto the stomach of Ripley. I think you're going to need a spatula to scrape Ripley off the canvas. And that's going to take all the breath out and all the hard work she's done for the last five minutes just been turned around. Niven using herself as a weapon. Now trying to get back into this match. But Ripley's still trying to stay in this Round A couple of kicks to the side of Niven. And now both women on their knees exchanging huge forearm shots. Now both women just trading and Ray Ripley trying
0: to get the advantage, but Niven will not give up in this match. Now just chops to each other's chests. Niven ducks it and a huge side German suplex. Now here comes Niven! Oh! Cannonball! And Ripley's down, can Niven? Bad back and all get up. He's on a. Now Vaderbomb! Hits it. One, two, two. Oh. no! Ripley managing to kick out. Ah! Uh-huh. Well, somehow Ray Ripley still in this match as she grabs the bottom rope just for a bit of leverage at this moment in time. In serious trouble.
1: Well you've had the uh the electric well the when uh Ripley was on the back of Niven, you've had a weight drop you've had the uh, the running cannonball in the corner and now the Vader bomb. And now she's gonna look for the Piper driver, but no, Ray Ripley managed
0: to block it. Delivers a huge big boot. Oh that was sickening right to the face. And now Ripley he usually puts women away with a rip tie, but you question if she can get it up on Niven. Oh, she is. She's attempting it. Piper's fighting out, though. Ju- elbows to the jaw. And she knows she has last gasp effort. Headbutt to the face. Oh. Running cross body. Only a two count, though. Two. But Niven
1: flattened Ripley there. And here we go now. She's getting Ripley up. Piper driver. No, Ripley with a backslide. Throws Piper against the ropes. Elbow to the back. Right, to that injured back of Piper Niven. And now what's Ripley going to do? Riptide. My God.
0: One, two, three. Wow. And Rhea Ripley takes away Piper Niven's single undefeated streak here on NXT UK. Dan, what are your
1: thoughts on that match? I thought it was a good match. I don't know. For me, Piper Niven went down a bit too easy.
0: Yeah, I think I have to agree with you on that one. I think Niven... One finisher. I mean, it respects the the riptide as it was, but still, it's a little bit, I think, you know, setting up maybe a rubber match between two, because that's one victory each now. And it's a rivalry I quite enjoy as well, you know?
1: It is a very good rivalry, yeah. I think Rare is one of the only few people that can go toe-to-toe with Piper and even legitimately.
0: And I think there is a kind of, even though both of them don't like each other, I think they're starting to build... A bit of a mutual respect now. I think Niven said, yeah, you caught me this time, but that might be a little bit different, but a great match between the two.
1: Yes, well, Radzi was talking to Sid Scala, who announced Jack Gallagher was not medically cleared to face Cassie Sono tonight. Ono interrupted Scala and told him to find a suitable replacement so the main event would not fall through. Ono said he'd go into the ring right now. Johnny Saint whispered something to Scala's ear and asked, and he asked if Saint was sure.
0: We get a clip airing of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster winning the team titles at TakeOver. Zach Gibson and James Drake walked up to Saint's store and asked him for a rematch. Gibson said they were a throwback to an era where Saint made his name. Saint said, You think about it? A graphic then announced the rematch would take place next week.
1: Another highlight video with clips from TakeOver, Ed.
0: And footage aired from Joe Coffey in Gallus talking about Coffey's match against Dave Mastiff from TakeOver. Then another clip aired of Dave Mastiff talking to the humpback backstage. Both men were being comforted by...
1: Next was a clip of Kaylee Ray winning the NXT UK women's title and a video of Trent Seven comforting Tyler Bay after his close loss to Walter after their tremendous match.
0: A graphic plug, the return of Tegan ring and said she'd debut in NXT UK next week. We saw her in a crowd, of course, at TakeOver.
1: Well, Cassius Ono came out first and then who would his opponent be? None other than Sid Scalar. His music played and he came to the ring while taking off his tie and jacket. He rolled up the sleeves of his shirt and was ready to compete against Ono wearing dress pants, a shirt and dress shoes.
0: Ono took Scala down with a wrist lock. He easily prevented a cravat by Scala. But Scala rolled out of Ono's path. He then used his speed to evade Ono, then hit a sunset flip off the second turnbuckle for a near fall.
1: Ono kept manhandling Scala. He ripped Scala's shirt off, wrapped it around Scala's leg and dragged him around. Ono grounded Scala on the mat and stepped on his ankle, but Scala once more up for a two count.
0: Two. Ono attacked Scala more in the cornerback, then snapped Ono's neck over the top turnbuckle, and then tried following up, launching himself onto Ono at ringside, but he got taken down in midair by a spear.
1: Scala then tried going for a tornado DDT, but Ono caught him and again mid-move gave him a knee breaker and an outside dragon screw. As Scala limped back to his feet, Ono followed up with a dream crusher to the back of the head for the win.
0: And we what a uh, what a interesting match. I was this guy, We've not really seen much of him, but he gave his best against Cassius Ono in a losing effort. And now Ono's on a bit of a win streak as well. So that'd be interesting to see what they do. And of course, we know next week or next month now, in our next uh, and a half of the month, we're going to get Tegan Knox making a NXT UK debut. We're going to get Grizzled Young Veterans. We also get the NXT UK tag team title rematch against Mark Andrews and Morgan. Flash, Webster, but it's been a really good month for NXT UK, Dan, hasn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah, especially with that takeover event. Absolutely fucking nailed it. Without a doubt. But now we've only got one thing left, and that is
0: NXT Update. But when does NXT Update start, Dan? Now! And our first episode is August 14th.
1: We start with a music video-like recap of the entire card from TakeOver Toronto.
0: And then Nigel McGuinness, Mario Rinaldo and Beth Venus welcome us to the Scotiabank Arena.
1: And our first match is Tyler Breeze and Fandango versus Forgotten Sons or Breezango.
0: So we're dealing with the NXT TakeOver Fallout as well. To me, it does seem a long time ago that NXT TakeOver happened, but it's not. Because this, of course, was uh, filmed before the show went on the air. And, of course, we know about Fandango's return. But what about the Forgotten Sons, then? Do you think they have been forgotten?
1: Um, well, you know, they wasn't forgotten during the last Doug Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic tournament. Um, should they have won it? I don't know. Well, they're in action here. Cutler and
0: Blake going to go against, the course, a returning Fandango and Tyler Breeze. And the tag team division, is this a shot on the arm that it needs with Bree Zango being involved? Uh, I still think it needs a little bit more to add it. Of course, we've got the Street Profits and uh, Undisputed here as well. And of course, who can forget our favourite tag team, uh, Lorcan and Birch. So we'll, we'll still see what happens here, but it's going to be a huge victory for either team. Who's a big fan uh, Jackson Ryker, of course, as well. We've seen him in singles action recently, but he's going to be in the corner of the tag team here. And Fandango looks in great shape. Let's hope he can remain injury-free as he managing to reverse Cutler who starts off with him already.
1: Irish whip, Fandango goes down, but gets nearly gets rolled up for a sunset flip as Fandango's trying his best to fight it. Manages to with a gyration of the hips and a lovely standing leg drop. Fandango sends Cutler to the outside, tagging in Breeze. So both men have now got short hair. <laughs> they look like a proper tag team.
0: Short hair, with similar black trunks, both of these teams are proper teams. Oh,
1: my God. Well, Blake come running towards uh, Tyler Breeze, but he just got flipped over with a lovely little body lift there. Yeah, big body drop
0: right on those mats. And how thin are those mats?
1: Those mats are wafer thin. They're just mere millimetres thick over pure concrete.
0: Well, now Tyler Breeze in there with both Forgotten Sons. We've got the...
1: Fandango in to help even up the numbers and Jackson Riker comes in with a clubbing blow to the back of the head of Breeze. Oh, come on, ref. Giving the Forgotten Sons the, uh, the control in this match now. Well,
0: that's not fair. But now it is Forgotten Sons in control. Tyler Breeze, who came so close to winning the North American title off Velveteen Dream.
1: Blake with the Irish whip. binning in knee breaker.
0: Only gets a one, though. One. And now it's Forgotten Sons going to double-team Tyler Breeze. Into the cover. Two count. Two. <clears throat> I've forgotten going to look to cut off the ring and try and beat Tyler Breeze up a little bit. Fandango is just going to wait for the tag. Cutler with a lovely suplex floats over into a cover. But Breeze managing to kick out. Oh. Uh, now it's just Steve Cutler with submission. Knee right in the back of Tyler Breeze. Wrenching back on the neck. But Breeze getting to his feet. Doesn't get him far though because Blake gets tagged in. as
1: just as he tries to escape. Both men looking for a double tag team move on uh, Breeze. But... <clears throat> but he manages to escape. And Breeze got away from Blake, went to go tagging
0: Fandango.
1: Right, his leg taken out by Jackson Riker. Go on, ref. You. Out of here. <laughs> I like it. When they get banished from ringside, even as guilty as they think they're being, they rip off their jacket in protest. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: now it's Breeze managing to get away from Cutlin Blake tagged to Fandango. Who comes in and is home.
1: Oh, Fire, baby. Fire. Look huge chops spinning around Blake. Fandango, Irish whip, blows his head. And he gets a kick to the chops. A lovely scoop slam, though. Randy Orton-esque slam. He nearly does it as good as him, but now Fandango got hold of...
0: Oh, my God, Blake, kicks Cutler. And then tees him down. A little time of dancing. And then
1: Fandango going up to finish us off. The last dance, is it? Going up, get Cutler low, getting kicked off. Blake moving. It's a huge larry on Fandango. Now Blake just taking Fandango up, putting him straight into the Forgotten Son's corner. Tags in Cutler frankensteiner fired up by a diving headbutt
0: and breeze managing to throw blake onto the cover to break it up or blake it up as it was nailed it and now fandango all four men are down fans chart nxt they're into this one and now cutler tagging in blake looking to finish off fandango uh,
1: back body drop blake follows shortly after tags in tyler breeze Fandango goes flying over the top rope, takes out both of the Forgotten Sons. And he throws Blake back in to Breeze. Fandango gets another tag. Oh uh, slingshot into the forearm and then Fandango jumping over the top rope, getting the cover and the victory for
0: Wow, an impressive victory there. Uh I don't know about that tag team finisher. It weren't too bad, but I think the right team won. Dan, what are your
1: thoughts on that match? Absolutely, yeah. Um Currently, Breeze and Fandango are very hot in NXT at the moment. And, uh, yeah, it's the best way to go with this match. Without a doubt.
0: Well, afterwards, Nigel recounts Velveteen Dream retaining his North American title in last Saturday's Triple Threat match. We see an interview where Pete Dunne tells Kathy Kelly he's still coming after Dream and his belt because he'll be champ if Velveteen hadn't stopped the referee from counting three when he had Roderick Strong
1: pinned. We see the former ACH warming up for the final and get the video package recapping the entire breakout tournament again.
0: EO Shah's descent into darkness is promised, but after Corey Taylor talks about NXT's loud a bit, we see a recap of the tag title match from last Saturday.
1: We then see Bobby Fish and handsome Kyle Riley storming around backstage manager William Regal. When Kelly catches up with them to ask about their failure to fulfil undisputed eras dripping in gold promise, They say they know about it, but point out Kylo Riley wasn't the legal man when he was pinned. We see a recap which shows Bobby did tag himself while holding the tag rope, so it looks like they're getting a rematch.
0: We then get music video for Mad Queen Low, which includes clips from her takeover win over Candice LeRae, followed by a recap of the beating my Yim, and a fallout video where she tells Kathy
1: and Still. Adam Cole retaining the NXT title in another two out of three falls match with Johnny Gagano gets the exclusive footage treatment. Also reminded about Matt Riddle and Killian Dane's latest brawl and learn they'll face off next week.
0: But right now it's time for the WWE breakout tournament final. It's my pick Jordan Miles versus Dan picks Cameron Grimes. And of course we had points for this as well. For each round, they went through. It's not normal tournament rules it was agreed for beforehand, which was one point each round, one point eliminate the other, two points for winner, but we changed that to just one because I felt a little bit sorry for you. So we'll see what happens in this
1: match.
0: But it's tournament rules. But so far in this tournament, uh, we'll see what bonus points we've picked up because I, I, as in... Jordan Miles, Jordan Miles. My pick beat Boa in first round action, and then Ango Garcia in semi-finals. And Daniel won, uh, Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott was beaten in the first round, and then of course Dexter Loomis. No, sorry, Bronson Reed in the round after that. So we're getting to the final here.
1: Are you confident about your pick? Th- <laughs> I am confident. Yeah, I went for him for a reason. He's a very well-known competitor. And uh yeah, I think he definitely deserves to get the victory over uh, your guy. What's he known as the caveman, wasn't it? Yes, caveman travelee. So caveman is here and the former ACH Jordan
0: Mowles, who has been smiling throughout the tournament started, is now gonna try and worry about this big man. But I think my guy's got the speed because I think the execution as well. I mean, what's your guy bring to it
1: that's gonna be different? Um, Cameron Grimes is a very good technical wrestler. He uh he takes what he does very seriously. seriously? You know, there's no fucking about that's what he does. And of
0: course we see Jess Carr. That, ah, that was it. Fucking hell, I forgot something about it earlier as well. We are talking about AEW. In the main event, uh, first ever women official in a world title match, Aubrey Edwards, who was on the May Young Classic, was refereeing the main event. Just as I saw Jess Carr, it reminded me here. Uh, so that's something they could say that W we haven't done. But we've had Jess Carr for years now, it feels like. I'll
1: take Jess Carr over fucking that fuck-ugly-looking fucking mongrel Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> I
0: don't think it's about what they look like but it does though. So. <laughs> I think we take the I think I take women referee over uh most of the men now, you know. And look at the speed now of Jordan Miles. Yes,
1: for... but they've got fucking shirt stealer Hebner on their books. So you yeah, know. yeah,
0: to be fair they do look old. But this is all about the new talent that didn't have a chance in NXT. Do you uh, think the breakout tournament has worked for NXT?
1: I think it has indeed, yeah. It's, uh, it's certainly been a revolutionary thing and uh I think it's something yeah I mean we've been impressed by a couple of guys you know like said, at Ango Garza with their ripping
0: off the trousers and the the, the whole package so to speak and uh, I think Jordan Miles and uh, Trevor Grimes will definitely ball it in the tournament as well as it looks like my man Miles just going to concentrate on the leg of Grimes and he takes him outside but as Miles jumped over your man there managed to sucker punch him take him down on the outside but that's kind of cheating I would expect from one of yours
1: James but, did the referee see it?
0: Yes, he did. He was right in front of me. But I still was, was that an illegal somebody. move? Uh, I think it is. I don't think should close Fish should be used, really. But that's just me. I'm kind of more traditionalist. I'm going to go to Jess Carpher, missing it, you know, to the high-octane match. But she should really be counting now if Trevor Grimes is uh, in the corner. And a chop, but had no real effect on Jordan Miles. And now he comes out, just grabs a leg. So you're now grabbing the eyes and trying to cheat, as he is.
1: Oh, and sends him into the second turn bike with such velocity... I think he's seeing stars and he certainly isn't fucking smiling anymore. No, my man easily managed to kick out two. Ah, uh, two. But Trevely straight back on the offence, coming close to the back of the head, into a cover, just bending the arms back. But you've got to put your
0: shoulders to the mat, and that's what Grimes didn't realise then, but it's fine.
1: Well, Grimes knew that. The referee didn't count it, so Grimes went straight back onto the offence. Fisher could in the mouth. Which is an illegal move. As Miles now looks to get to the not to get to lights, to get back to his feet and get out of this admission.
0: Mm. He doesn't need a rope
1: Ray. He can just fight out of it. There we go. But Grimes turns it around, throws him against the threw him into the cover with a hand on the forehead for just a two count. Two and Miles now just catching his breath at the moment. Just waiting for his next attack. So currently, James, as we're standing, if you was offered a switch, would you?
0: No, of course I wouldn't. I'm happy with my like I said, we are free. It's free all at the moment as it comes to our progress here. We've got three extra bonus points. And with the winner of this will get two. One for knocking out the other one. And one for actually winning the tournament. So this is... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to draw. Drawers are for whores. That's what I say.
1: No, I mean, like,
0: if you could switch both of them. No, I'll keep no. my dude. I mean, look, look at the way this match is going at the moment. I mean, your dude's been in control, what, the last couple of minutes. Miles is going to pull this one. He's going to pull it out of nowhere. No, no James, nothing happens out of nowhere, yeah. out of nowhere yeah, apart from
1: my an bad. RKO, you
0: idiot. But look at this now. Look at the combination. There, it's lovely. Well, punching
1: in with a closed fist. Yeah. I mean, something that you said is illegal and shouldn't be moved and the official should be doing more of an effort to make sure that doesn't happen. But it's all right when your man's doing it. No.
0: And look at that. That is just sensational speed and scintillating power. The drop kick to the face. Nip up. And now he's going to make your man paves on the outside, skipping over the rope like a gazelle. And a huge
1: kick to the face. <laughs> he's just making him exert. Oh, look how much he's sweating. He's just he's making him really exerting. <laughs> Is there a police officer in the crowd? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's sweating like...
0: Yeah. And look at this, Miles just easily frozen back in. Going
1: to finish him off now. Look at the height of that. At least 15 feet in the air. No, Grimes managing to kick out oh. very easily. And a brilliant
0: diving cross body there. Your man is in so much trouble. No, he's not. Look, your man's in trouble. He's
1: hurt himself. Well, my man's fine. My man's He can in barely control. stand up and capitalise on his advantage.
0: Just trying to catch his breath back. He might have internal bleeding. You never know. Good.
1: Hope he has. Hope he has a heart attack.
0: And now, can he put him away? Can James finally win this tournament? A first ever tournament could win. James
1: finally win a tournament? That's I mean, I mean. I've, won, I've won loads. I've won loads. But this, is, this could be the first tournament win for well, myself. He, he drags Lee to a corner or Grimes to a corner. with Cameron getting up very easily. But dodging it. Going underneath the legs of Miles. <laughs> and now he's got him up. Test of strength. Easily won by Grimes. Look for the backslide. Misses. Suplex of Verslo. Oh, turned inside out. One to another victory. No. My man easily managing to
0: kick out. Not easily, but, uh. Yeah, so much energy left in the body of Jordan Miles and Grimes has expended probably everything that he's got in his system now no. in this battle of attrition. Looks like Miles is winning this one. Grimes doesn't know what to do. He's clueless in this one.
1: Maybe he's just getting himself more and more pissed off and you wouldn't want to piss off Grimes.
0: Well, Grimes doesn't pay as he throws him into the ropes.
1: He throws an attempt looking for a German suplex, but Grimes holds onto the top rope. Oh, bat breaker! Nicely done, the German suplex. He's got him too. Oh. No, Grimes easily kicking out.
0: Oh. and yeah, I think you're right. I think the the way Miles had arched the back of Grimes there, and got the pin properly, and got wrenched across. Yeah, had... he's a crap wrestler. He basically had the pin on the legs, which made it easier to get out. But now caught again. But that's clever for him getting out of the ring. Wisely. Wisely. He knows he's no contest one-on-one. He has to try and do something. And there we go. Grab hold old
1: that bottom rope. He doesn't want none. Yes, to force a break. There you go. Oh. Well, Cameron Grimes was just holding on to that middle rope. Miles came close and, you know, Grimes is like, oh, I'm going to let go of this because I don't need to hold it no more. And it accidentally goes into his face. If it was illegal, the referee would have disqualified him. Exactly. So it was legal. Exactly. And Miles now
0: trying to fight against everything with these kicks, dodges another clothesline.
1: Oh, very innovative there from Grimes. Turns him inside out of a like inverted cross-body way. Of some <laughs> sorts. Eternal bleeding from Grimes, though. You can see the blood on his lip. Now, Miles may be out of it now. If not, he will be after these few clubbing blows to the head.
0: But I think this is the true heart and determination of a kind of real warrior of Miles. We've seen him, and, you know, Grimes should have put him away right now, but the heart, he just will not give up. And he's still in this one. And it seems Grimes seems frustrated. Grimes now throwing Miles into the ropes.
1: Rolling underneath Lee, who looks like he's got a very bad knee injury. Well, that's a leg that Miles worked on earlier. Now it might be coming back to haunt Grimes. But no, Grimes with a kick to the head. <laughs> no, he didn't. This might be over now. Throwing him into the turnbuckle, but Miles blocks it with his foot. And he says, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and then he catches Grimes with a kick. He's trying to pick him up now. Brainbuster suplex. Let's go up
0: and take advantage. The fans to their feet. Here he comes. Boom. 4.50. One,
1: 2, 3. His shoulders weren't on the map properly. <laughs> and the... His shoulders weren't on the map properly. Oh, that buff. was a, an illegal foul pin. I've won my first
0: official tournament. Mixed match challenge don't really count. Mixed match challenge. But I have, with NXT TakeOver Breakout Tournament, my man Jordan Bowles has won. And beating Dan's man, Trevor Grimes. What a moment. And i tell you what, not a bad match between the two. It wasn't of... a bad match, but it was an illegal pin. <laughs> so loser says, what exactly? Point-wise, it means that I get another two points from that. And now 5-3 overall when it comes to the break shoulder, shoulder was up, his shoulder was up, his shoulder was up. And that is it, Jordan Miles, beats Jordan Holmes. Uh, and what a moment. What a moment. Fair play. The biggest moment in his career. Jordan Miles wins the breakout tournament and gets a title chance of his choosing. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. But I think both men have impressed. And
1: you may be upset, but the future's bright for Trevor Grimes as well. Absolutely, Cameron yeah. Grimes uh, Trevor Grimes has got the better future. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> I know he's upset. He's Dan. getting down on his knees for William Regal now. Yeah. He's like, he's going to say thank you for that opportunity.
0: And there you go. William Regal raising the arm of the winner. It's a shame he can't be here. Raise my arm as well. But there you go. Jordan Miles. Has won the broke-out tournament. Dan may not be happy, but like we say, shit happens, doesn't it? And Jordan Miles does win. And he's happy. He celebrates. The crowd seems to be happy as come well.
1: Come on, Cameron. Come out. Kick his teeth down his throat and take his contract. It should be you, Cameron. It should be you.
0: So Jordan Miles does win. We move on to our next episode, August 21st. Of course, Mario Nalo, Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix welcome us to the full sale. And the champ is here. Adam Cole is accompanied by his undisputed era brothers. Colt did everything he said he would in Toronto, and after delivering the performance of a lifetime, he's now the greatest champion in NXT history. If there was a Mount Rushmore for brand, it wouldn't be Johnny Gagano, Tsumasa Champa, Shinsuke fucking Nakamura in Balor. It would be him four times.
1: Roderick Strong says their prophet- prophecy has yet to be fulfilled, though, because the rest of the group got screwed. He points out that Velveteen Dream didn't pin him to retain the North American title. He pinned Pete Dunne. Dream is ducking him, but as soon as Roddy gets another shot, his part of the prophecy will be fulfilled. O'Reilly reminds us that Street prophets didn't pin the legal man at takeover. He shows us the footage. We see while he doesn't have a law degree, he rests his case. Bobby Fish says anyone with eyes can see they were robbed. And calls for that silly little prat, William Regal to come out and make things right. Well, Cole
0: agrees and puts over his teammates, saying that once again their rematches, their prophecy will be fulfilled and they will be draped in gold. They make to leave and Jordan Miles passes them on the way to the ring with his breakout tournament contract. Cole calls time out and asks if the former ACH is joking, thinking he's going to use his shot against him. He says Miles should try Shania Baslow ahead to NXT UK or 205 Live and challenge their champs. The Panama City playboy talks slowly since Jordan doesn't seem to be listening. Miles is not on his level and his crew will be undisputed failure if he challenges him. Jordan hands Cole the contract.
1: So he says that I can't cope with this, you can have it, and give it to the man you think deserves it most, and he gives it to Cameron Grimes. So a happy story there all round. The deserved man gets the title shot.
0: I'm glad you still have it last week, but no. Fuck off,
1: James. It, it means that Jordan Miles will face Adam Cole for the nxt title <laughs> it means adam Carr will retain his title against jordan miles <laughs> We cannot confirm or deny we can guarantee it we get an interview with bronson reed which was actually on social media before the show who says the breakout tournament was the biggest opportunity of his career he's more driven than ever to become the king of australian strong style shane fawn interrupts to tell him he blew his shot he wasted his and everyone else's time Reed challenges his countryman to a match and Thorne accepts.
0: Well Damien Priest defeated Mansour via pinfall after the reckoning.
1: Do you remember Mansor? <laughs> <laughs> and not he the guy that won the uh, the world's greatest battle royal? Oh fuck he did as well, didn't he, at the last Saudi Arabia event. So he's he's doing really he's doing, well, you know, uh, it's uh yeah. that, that win's definitely <laughs> uh moved him up in uh WWE stock. Well, this was mostly Mansoor getting an offence, using his speed to surprise the bigger man, never quite able to put the priest down. After Damien thwarted a Tornado DDT, he hit a clothesline, a big splash, and his finisher.
0: Well, after a break, we get the announcement about the move to USA on September 18th.
1: And then Mia Yim defeats Vanessa for born via pinfall after I protect your neck
0: well Bourne is out with fellow upper a or Nymph and gets control early with a hand stomp and help from a friend who trips Maya when she's running the ropes And Maya drops gets two two for Vanessa at one point she puts a lowest when they're in the ropes after a slap the HBIC has had enough a flurry
1: ends and chops and that's followed by a cannibal
0: Mia's finisher ends it
1: while Mia's music plays women's champ Basler is out to the stick <clears throat> While Mia's music plays, women's champ Baszler is out to the stage. Yin pushed her like no one else has, and Shania was so impressed that she wants her to join her crew. Jessamine Duke and around the surround the ring, making it look like this isn't an offer. The HBIC goes for Duke and ends up getting beat down by the half-horse women. Officials break it up to end the segment.
0: We learn that we're finally getting another Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic match next week. The video plays up their history, including Dayak. rich reminding us his last match in the Indies was against Lee. Keith talks about their NXT feud not ending the way even wanted. They end up they make up for this time as Dominic tells us to and Lee says we'll bask in his glory.
1: Are them two still around? Well Shane Fawn defeats Bronson Reed via pinfall after a running boat.
0: Well, leg kick's from the smaller man who also goes on the outside as he attempts to control the pace early. Doesn't work for long as Reeves ends up sitting on him and working the arm. A chop block gets to form a mighty man back in the roll and he corners Jonah Rock with chops and a drop kick. Then goes the near fall off a leg lariat and a running senton.
1: Reed returns fire with a senton, but when he tries to follow with an avalanche into the corner, Thorne avoids taking the full brunt of it. Bronson throws him back in the ring, and when he comes in, he ends the kick that...
0: Well, the North American champion his coach are rolled out to the stage by his people. Velveteen Dream tells us his T-shirt is available for $30, his glasses for $10, but his retaining the title by pinning Dunn was priceless. One man, two men, it doesn't matter. He'll always come out on top, because he likes it on top.
1: Well, that's where the spotlight is. Velveteen says the spotlight is now on Roddy Strong. If he wants to face him one-on-one, he'll have to show why he belongs. And he better do it fast, or it'll be dream over. And
0: Jordan Miles gets his shot at Adam Cole in two weeks. Next week, Street Profits will defend their tag belts against the Undisputed Era once again.
1: And our main event of the night is Killian Dane versus Matt Riddle. Your boat gently down the stream.
0: So Killian Dane's out here waiting, Matt Riddle, and the, the bros music is hit. He's waiting for... Oh, wait, no. No, Matt Riddle attacks behind. Well, and that's how Killian Dane has been handling Matt Riddle recently. He you sent, can see the ribs taped up from Matt Riddle. He sent him through the stage at takeover. And
1: Dane's saying, bring it on, Riddle. As Riddle starts kicking away, but Killian Dane, the beast of Belfast, fights back quite easily. Throws Riddle to the outside. But Matt straight back in with punches and chops to the chest. Well, we've seen Matt Riddle in
0: NXT. He's been goofing around in this more serious side. But at the moment, Dane has targeted
1: Riddle, and he's had the better of it. But now Riddle with the kicks, trying to fight back. Sends Dane to the outside. Riddle climbs out the opposite side of the ring. And then Riddle, using the steps as a bit of a tag team partner, just takes Killian Dane down, throws him back in the ring. And now Riddle with the chops just to the chest and the face of Dane, back
0: in the ring. He's not taking the big man down yet. It looked like he tried to lift him then. That would have been a mistake.
1: So, Sanity, you've got the... uh... (laughs) The former member, Wolf, is bossing things on NXT UK. You've got Killian Dane bossing things on NXT. You've got Nikki Cross bossing things in the women's tag team division on WWE main roster. And you've got Eric Young.
0: He's main eventing at the moment.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. When I say main event, not as actual main event, but the program main event teaming up with um, EC3. So he's well, guys he's made the move up, but Kenny Dane's made the move back down, and like I said, I think the potential's still there. We didn't see the best of him, really, even though he's involved in a couple of cracking matches. Suplex to Matt Riddle. The thing I like about Dane, of course, he's not like your average big man, is he, really? You know, he does stuff in the ring that is highly um, high risk, as we've seen with him, and he doesn't mind, and he's bringing it to Riddle right now, and I don't mind that. Kenny and Dane is uh, I think he made me a fan for life.
1: He's your favourite Irish wrestler at the
0: moment? <laughs> yeah. As he's just stretching Riddle now.
1: He's got Riddle bent in a very awkward position as he's just clubbing blows to the taped up ribs. And Riddle now just trying to fight back with a chop. And he just gets a knee to the midsection stops off any offence that Riddle might have had as his arms bent round the ropes and just another kick to the ribs. And now Dane just pressing down on the midsection of Matt Riddle. Putting all his weight onto the ribs. Now just
0: pushing his head up against that bottom rope. Not going to change his looks. He's still going to be fugly. Well, the fans are behind Matt Riddle in this, but Dane just completely on offence. Not letting Riddle breathe at all. Gut bastard there. That's Riddle in a lot of trouble. And Riddle now just with the right hands
1: trying to get out of the grips of Killian Dane. And if Riddle's struggling with Killian Dane, he'd stand no chance against Bill Goldberg. (laughs) Well, this is
0: Riddle. His mouth maybe. Has got him in trouble as he powers up. Killian Dane slams him down because he's been talking trash about Goldberg, which you've not been a fan of. Absolutely obviously.
1: no, no, none whatsoever. He hasn't got the fucking, he hasn't got the well the reputation of Goldberg to be able to come and step to him. I mean, this is the Goldberg that just demolished Brock Lesnar within seconds.
0: Well, you believe Riddle was called out Lesnar as well? I mean, it's just a joke, really. You like, like. Killian Dane is a tough man, there's no doubt, but Riddle thinks he can bring it against someone like a Lesnar. It's just not going to happen, but now he's trying to bring it against Dane,
1: and he nips up even though he's injured. yep because he's a tosser. <laughs> but I'd actually like to see Goldberg and Brock Lesnar just reuniting even though they hate each other, just to beat the fuck out of Matt riddle
0: Well, this is what and made put me the a little cunt in his place. This is what made me a fan of Dane, and I think that's what Dane has thought himself. He's thinking. Wait a minute! It means you're disrespecting everybody below that as well, which includes himself. Absolutely. As Dane gets caught with a scent on there by Riddle and a kick to the face
1: into a cover, but Dane managing to kick out.
0: Oh! Uh, Riddle now. Let's see uh, if his uh, if his mouth or oh, no, what was it his ass?
1: His mouth writing checks his body can't cash.
0: And let's see if he can he can prove now that he can back himself up by actually beating someone like Killian Dane and moving up on the next see, Ross. This is the guy that I thought be challenged for the NXT title at the end of the year. And at the moment, you know, especially if he loses to Dane, he's far back on the long list of guys. That's including some like Pete Dunne, who's looking just for the North American Championship. Absolutely, yeah. Let's not forget about Kashida, who we've not heard for in a little while. Plus all the breakout tournament guys who think they're going to have a shot on the roster.
1: Matt Riddle trying to drag Killian Dane to the middle of the ring. Dane holding on to the bottom ropes, get kicked in the hand. Breaking his grip and now he gets dragged to the ring, uh, to the middle of the ring. But a few kicks to the jaw of Riddle stops his momentum. Dane with Riddle up on his shoulder, but Matt with a backslide. Deadlift German, unable to capitalise on it though. He's a cunt.
0: And now Riddle just trying to catch his breath. I'm sure with the ribs taped up, he suffered from uh, internal bleeding.
1: Hopefully. And now he's trying to put Dane down. For a ripcord knee to the jaw. Oh. No, but a running seat puts Riddle back in his place. He just took too long. Cannonball. And that might be it. Dane into the cover. Two. Oh, no. Just a two count.
0: Two. And now it's Killian Dane just on the assault of Matt Riddle. He might not have much left as he picks him
1: up. Farmer's carrying to a slam a running sent on, but he gets caught in a bro mission. Uh, Oh, the bro mission's in. Dane. Trying to break the hold. Is the hands aren't gripped to Riddles yet. Dane rolls round onto his front, manages to get back up to a vertical base. Now Riddles just jumped to the back. The elbow
0: strikes, but Dane just catches him, throws him up. Riddle managing to pick Dane up on his
1: shoulders. Was that a GTS? GTS and now power bomb. Rolls in through, knee to the jaw. One, two, no. Dane managing to kick out. Ah, uh. And maybe Riddle just gave his best shot there. And what Riddle's, what's Riddle going to do now? going to take a risk. Go up top. Moonsault. Oh, now moon moonsault. Oh, something like that anyway. I don't know what it was. He's a fucking idiot. That But uh, Dane got the knees up though. Throws him shoulder first into the ring post. Now Riddle on the
0: outside. And now Dane's eyes is lit up as he's looking at Riddle on the outside. Oh, went into to hit him, but Riddle moved. Dane took out the stairs. This might let Riddle back in the match. Riddle's rearranging the furniture. The fan's definitely behind Matt Riddle for this one.
1: Not this fan here, though. Is he going to try and powerbomb him on the stairs? Surely you can't. Don't call me Shirley. Killian Dane turns it around, sends Riddle head first into the steel steps. I would say he could have caused brain damage, but there is clearly no brain in that man's head.
0: And now Dane just puts Riddle on the stairs. What's he got planned? Running sent on! And that takes out Riddle and Dane. Can he
1: seize this opportunity? No the referee counting and Dane. No. <laughs> I thought he was going to look at going back in. No. uses the ring apron to jump back onto Matt Riddle.
0: And takes him out. And now Dane throws Riddle back in. An internal bleeding definitely now coming out of the mouth of Riddle. Good. And now up to the second rope is he? Oh. Splash. A huge Vader bomb. But one's not enough. Is he going up again? Well, what's better than one Vader bomb? Two Vader bombs. Ah, ah, <laughs> there, ah. there we go. Oh, no, wait. What's better than two Vader bombs? One more time. <laughs> One
1: more time. Yes.
0: Yeah, three Vader bombs. Three
1: Vader bombs into the cover. One, um, two, two, three. Yeah. The greatest moment ever on NXT. A five and a half star match. <laughs> Killian Dane just destroys Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle's left bleeding from the mouth. Hopefully a career-ending match. What a
0: match that was. Uh, Riddle gave his best, but Dane looks like an absolute beast here in NXT. And yeah, sure, it probably lead to a rematch between the two. But at this moment, Dane has got all the momentum in the performance in that one. And I'm surprised he actually got the victory, but it is a great thing anyway.
1: Absolutely, yes. But anyway, move on. Our next episode is August 28th. Maro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix welcome us to Full Sail... And we're starting with the Mad Queen.
0: Well Eo Shy defeated Cammy Fields via submission with a Koji clutch.
1: One sided affair we saw Eo hit the top right moonsault, but pull up Fields before the free count in order to use her new finish, renamed the Harajuku Clutch. Afterwards Shai
0: gets a kendo stick from
1: under the ring. But Candice LeRae runs in and takes the weapon from her, but Eos he escapes before LeRae can land any shots.
0: We see Bobby Fish and Kylo Riley get ready backstage for commercial, then a hype video for Kushida on the other side.
1: And our next match is Dominic Djakovic versus Keith Lee.
0: Well, the NXT Universe waits six months to it is a rematch between Keith Lee and Dominic Djakovic. And even still, it's hard to know whether anybody was truly prepared for what transpired when the titans finally locked horns again. The clash was an ebb and flow of heavy hits. Herculean feats of strength displays the speed and agility that are normally observed for the cruiserweight division, not super heavyweights like the 270-pound Djakovic and 320-pound Lee.
1: When one superstar hit a jaw-dropping move, the other returned fire with an even more spectacular attack. Lee slammed Djakovic with a spine buster onto the edge of the ring apron. But the rare breed came back with a frostbree flop over the top ropes to the floor. After a couple of failed attempts, Djakovic hurled Lee across the ring with a release suplex and followed up with a moonsault. Lee soon regained the advantage and made Djakovic bask in his glory with a high-risk Spanish fly off the top rope. The NXT universe showed their appreciation with a vigorous chant of fight forever. Just when it seemed like the action couldn't escalate any further, the rare breed stopped Lee's next ascent up the turnbuckles racked at the big man across his shoulders and flipped him into the feast Your knee strike to pick up the monumental win.
0: Afterwards, we get Johnny Gagano contemplate his future and then we
1: get a radio retrospective really over- of his NXT career. Shane Fawn barges up to the announce table and questions why they're talking about somebody who's gone when they should be talking about him and his win streak.
0: We get a flashback to last week's running between me and him, and the horsewomen. And see Mia complains to general manager winning Regal in last week's Fallout video where he tells her basically
1: that's what you get for a run around attacking people before Toronto. Women's champ Shayna Baszler makes her way to the ring flanked by Duke and Shafir. Before the Queen of Spades can use the mic however it's the former NXT UK women's champ Rhea Ripley. The big Aussie and Baszler stare each other down and when Shayna raises the mic Ripley snatches it out of her hand. Reyes says, I know what you're going to say. You've beaten everyone here, but you haven't beaten me, bitch. The horse women roll out, leaving Ripley in the ring, standing tall. Uh, so Ripley facing Baszler, is that something you're excited to see? Absolutely, yes. Uh, I think Ray Ripley could definitely uh, remove the awful title run of Shayna Baszler.
0: Well, Pete Dunne says it's amazing what he's done at age 25, and the rules do not apply to him. He goes where he wants, when he wants. He's not done with NXT UK. He'll be North American champ if Elveteen Dream haven't stopped the referee from counting three. If he has to go to the back of the line now, that's fine. If anyone steps to him, he'll break their fingers.
1: And we see the tag champs heading to the ring and learn that Dream faces Conor Reeves next week. We also see Jordan ACH Miles cashing his breakout tournament contract against Adam Cole.
0: But now it's the undisputed era who's come out here to face the Street Profits for the NXT Tag Team titles. Of course, this is a rematch from TakeOver. And the Street Profits, have they uh, grown into the... I think they've become quite a good tag team recently, if you know. We've we've talked about this, and I think with the goals, I don't think they're too bad a champion, if you know what I mean.
1: They have, yeah. They've kind of grown into it. I think uh, having the titles has certainly helped escalate them uh, up a bit more.
0: Yeah. And where are they going now?
1: Well, they're going to celebrate through their crowds with their Red Cup.
0: Well, I like the people's champions here. In NXT, the Street Profits gonna against to to the Undisputed era. This should be an interesting matchup. So the tag team title's on the line. And can Kyle O'Reilly become the first ever three-time NXT tag team champion in this match? All these are the questions we've got to ask ourselves. As Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are ready for action. <coughs> so after the introductions, we are ready to go. And, of course, it's going to be Bobby Fish starting with Angelo Dawkins. No, it's Bobby Fish in there with Montez Ford.
1: Ford and Fish. Fish and <laughs> Ford. <laughs> fish and...
0: Fish and Ford. It should be a great matchup with a great NXT takeover. and We saw the chemistry between the teams. And Bobby's going to start with the kicks. And early on, Bobby's going straight for it, getting the arm. And Ford looking to find a way out.
1: Manages to nip up and reverse the uh, pressure onto Bobby. Uh, Drop Toehole, gets things back down to the mat. And Fish with a lovely uh, control there.
0: And I think without a doubt, technical aspect. It's definitely going to be the undisputed who has got the advantage here. But the crowd's definitely going to be behind the street profits. And that is going to help. They, I think it helps them when the fans are cheering them so much certain success recently as well.
1: He knees to the midsection. Bobby Fish backs him up to the Undisputed corner. Tags in handsome Kyle O'Reilly with a side headlock control.
0: And that's O'Reilly just with a side headlock getting pushed off though by Ford. And i got to say, I think the Undisputed era is as good as a revival. The way they can cut off the ring as well and the kind of ability to do that. I think they've they've been probably the best tag team, would it be fair to say, in NXT in the past couple of years?
1: Um, Yeah, I'd have to say that. I'd agree with you, yeah.
0: The question is, can anybody step up and stop their dominance?
1: Is O'Reilly and Fish, the best version of this tag team, or is it O'Reilly and Strong?
0: Is it is the uh, yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, handsome Carl and Strong.
0: I mean, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, we'll see if Strong is uh, successful in this single competition. I mean, could O'Reilly maybe do a better job of it, or is he such a tag team specialist? that could have anybody in the unspeakable area and he'd still be tag team champion. And this time Ford's in now, trying to stop O'Reilly getting from Fish, but can't.
1: Oh, Fish gets the tag in, but he's easily uh, disputed by Dawkins. Taken down and just uh, mauled into a pin attempt, but just a one account.
0: Or oh, one, though. And uh, I think we forget about Angelo, and the kind of size of him as well, how big he is. He's obviously the biggest man in there, and that's him as Ford, double drop kick to Fish, and now hitting O'Reilly with double flapjack. Now Dawkins picking up Ford. Lovely, lovely double team there. Back suplex with a splash. Only gets two.
1: Two and he pins the right man this time.
0: And that's what the undisputed era were moaning about. Now it's their chance for redemption. Ford came running into Fish. He threw him over, landed on the apron. Managed to kick away Fish in the ring and O'Reilly on the apron.
1: And he leaps over the top rope, right, cross body. But only a two count. Two. But Ford stays in control of Bobby Fee. And Ford managing to dodge O'Reilly the first time, but not the second. Therefore, he was a bit distracted
0: there by Montez, uh, by Angelo. And he gives the Unsputed era time to turn it back into their favour.
1: Definitely, yeah. And with the quick tags that these two guys put towards each other, certainly puts them in good stead for winning this match. And Ford might not see Dawkins for the
0: next five or ten minutes as well. That's how good the undisputed era can be. <coughs> Kyle O'Reilly there will he... Leg twist on that second rope. Now Ford visibly limping.
1: O'Reilly going right to it. It's a knee breaker and a couple of strong shots to the knee.
0: Huge kick taking him down. And now O'Reilly, who is so... I I really do like O'Reilly in the way he wrestles as well. The kind of style that he's got. I think it'd be a great match-up for someone like Pete Dunn as well. You know, that kind of skill.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He's, uh, He's certainly full of technical ability as he tags in Bobby.
0: It looks like he means business here tonight. And that's Bobby just going to smother Ford. Now, Bobby's got the leg of Ford's going to snap against that bottom rope. And now Ford just trying to fight back with everything he's got against O'Reilly.
1: That leg is taken down. And O'Reilly just too technical, too outskilling him, really. Tags in Bobby Fish, who helos over the top rope.
0: And that was nicely done there. But Fish going for cover. Ford managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Fish there just clamping down on the leg. And Ford really a but it's the undisputed area's game plan that you can see coming out to fruition. And even them don't even really need a number advantage; They seem to be getting the job done as a tag team by themselves in a weird way.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yes. In a very weird way.
0: And that's Bobby with a combination of kicks. Trying to back suplex Ford, who lands on his feet.
1: And then ducks over, uh, jumps over the top of Fish. Finally tags in Dawkins. He just runs through the kick to the Undisputed Era, turns them both inside out with a clothesline. Oh, my gosh. Huge impact there. Explode a suplex for Fish. High back body drop for O'Reilly.
0: Beautiful spinning clotheslines in either corner to the Undisputed Era. Bobby Fish comes in and is missed.
1: He gets pushed into O'Reilly. <laughs> both men go to the deck. Huge spear to Fish. Two. No. No. Just a two count. Two.
0: Well, that was close. O'Reilly was nowhere to be seen. He's up in the apron now in his corner. Dawkins picking up Fish, but he goes into the sleeper in the back. Kyle O'Reilly gets a blind tag. Dawkins with a
1: German. Fish (laughs) turned inside out. Oh, but O'Reilly in from behind and that chop block to the back of the knee. Chasing the dragon. One, one, two, no. Dawkins managing to kick out.
0: Uh And as O'Reilly's got the... Ford's in to try and stop it, but Fish has got hold of him. We're on a spot we've maybe seen too much maybe now, broken up there. But yeah. all four
1: men are down. One of the men trying to defend the pin gets cut off by the men. One of the men mm-hmm. who's uh, putting the pin on or submission on and uh, he gets pushed into it to break it up. This match is still either way. Dueling chance for Undisputed and King Montez of Street Profits. And now each four just exchanging...
0: Forearm strikes, but there's O'Reilly taking Dawkins down.
1: <laughs> Dragon screw leg whip there, takes down Ford. Dawkins, though picking up fish, slamming him down. O'Reilly with an axe kick to the back of the head, but runs into a huge spinning elbow. And he got caught, and it looked like it suplexing, but O'Reilly
0: manages to turn it into a submission. Triangle choke. But the power managed to get
1: O'Reilly up. Splashes him into the corner, tags in Ford. And now Ford's got a hold of O'Reilly. And Iron that that is more of a rock bottom, to be fair. And now Dawkins up to the top, looking to end it. Frog Huge splash. Frog splash. One, two, no, Bobby Fish dragging O'Reilly to the outside of the ring to break things up. And I think that's
0: what made Undisputed Era so good as well. They always seem to be there for each other. Oh. Well Ford jumped over the top, but I think missed both Undisputed Era. it back in now.
1: Landed on his feet, though, which is quite spectacular. (laughs) And now Dawkins is there. Spear to O'Reilly. Fish catches him with a knee. A huge frog splash was missed. The high-low hits. One, two, three. Oh. And the Undisputed Era have
0: become tag team champions. Kyle O'Reilly's won it for the third time now. Second time with Bobby Fish. And I think quite a good match. Dan, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's a very good, entertaining match for all four guys. Um, is the Undisputed Prophecy going to come true then? Well, it looks like Adam Cole holding the NXT Championship. You've got
0: Roderick Strong who's going to look for the North American title. And, of course, now the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly, Fish holding gold. And they seem to be fulfilling the prophecy. And I guess that will come soon, depending on what happens next week as well. Speaking of next week, let's move on to the last
1: episode of NXT, September 4th. After a reminder about Jordan Myles' breakout tournament win, we get some Slipknot and then Mario Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix welcomes us to Back to Full Sail Live. And we're starting with the fashion police reimagined. Well, Breezango defeated Chase Parker and Matt Martel
0: via pinfall after the fashion folk... Pho- At the model Martel.
1: Well, Breeze and Fandango have new music and matching cop outfits. Their opponents... <coughs> their opponents are... Their opponents are the artist formerly known as 3.0 who do a Best Friends-esque hug before the bell. Dang deals with both... Oh, Dango deals with both his Canadian opponents at the start, eventually getting a free for a tag with a hip-swiveling leg drop.
0: Well, Breeze takes care of business so he can do his corner lunge. Uh, thumb to the eye helps Parker and Martel to control things for a minute, but it doesn't last long. A drop kick allows Prince Pretty to come to the corner and it's over shortly after that.
1: Miles and Keith Lee are shown... Arriving to the arena, and Kathy Kelly stops him on the way in. She asks Jordan how he's feeling, and he admits he's nervous. Lee says he's only been a couple of months and already has a title shot. What do you have to be nervous about? Nigel is hyping a North American champs match, and we throw it to the
0: parking lot. Eo is laying into an already down Candice with a kendo stick. Officials pull the mad cream off the ray as we go to a commercial. Back
1: from the break, we see Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, who was undisputedly robbed. ...of his title opportunity match... ...freaking about having lost to Miles... ...in the finals of the breakout tournament... ...back at the bottom... ...but his goal is to be the champion... ...after his self-pep talk... ...he puts on a leather top hat... ...and walks off...
0: ...yeah because leather top hats... ...scream out really cool... ...they are cool... Velveteen well, Dream defeated... Conneries via pinfall... ...after a Dream Valley driver...
1: ...the Finest talks himself up... after uh, ...talks himself... <clears throat> ...the Finest talks himself up... ...after the early lock-up... A dream just blows him a bunch of kisses. Team gets the better of a fast-paced sequence, but misses a big boot and ends up hang up on a top rope.
0: Reeve kicks him in the quad there and then puts him in the driver's seat. He talks too much trash after hair pulling and kicks in the ropes, and the North American champ fires back with punches. He tears it up where Sunset Foot backfires and dreams is always pinned, but Jessica Carr notes Connor has the ropes for leverage while he argues with the ref, Team recovers, and that's it.
1: Well, Dream's posing with his strap when Roderick Strong appears on the Tron. He responds to Velveteen saying Roddy wasn't for the spotlight. He says he's ready for a one-on-one experience, but his Dream. The camera pans out to reveal Strong standing next to the champ's couch which he set on fire. He asks if he has Velveteen's attention now.
0: Well, we get a flashback to last week's kick-ass moment when Ray Ripley showed up to challenge NXT Women's Champion Shania Baszler. It doubles as a hype piece for the first NXT UK Women's Champion. And we learn it's Ripley versus Baszler next week. Well, Baszler, Belair defeated Tanel Conti via PKOD. Well, he only got in a bit of a showcase for the Brazilian Jaduko, but the EST lifts her while in an armbar, and Belair shows her for Muset. Conti dodges a charge and a drop toe hole sends BA face first into the bottom turnbuckle. Tanara rakes her face along the butt rope and gets a few two counts. Two, two, two. Off things like a bicycle
1: kick. She gets frustrated and locks in an armbar while dangling over the top rope, then dumps Belair to the floor. But when Conti tries to follow with a splash from the top, the ESD catches her and hits a full away slam on the floor. Both women barely beat the ten count. Belair wins the brawl that follows and hits a handspring sent on onto Tanara's back. Conti fights out of one KOD but not a follow up.
0: Well, Johnny Gagano will be here next week for the first
1: time since Takeover Toronto to address his future. And General Manager William Regal announces a triple threat to determine Basler's next challenger. Mia Yim, Bianca Bella and Io Shirai will wrestle for a number one contender status in two weeks. The now... first live episode on USA. Sorry about that. First,
0: our main event is Adam Cole versus Jordan Miles for the NXT Championship. Well, that was a
1: funny joke, James. Now, what really is the next match?
0: (laughs) No, I know you're going to hate this, but it's the winner of the breakout tournament going to go and face off against Adam Cole.
1: And Adam Cole probably looks the least bothered about going into a match as he ever has done in his life. I mean, he might as well be fighting a blow-up doll.
0: I can't believe you're going to be backing Adam Cole after all the hatred you used to have for him. So here we go. The main event of the WN Arthur September is my man Jordan Miles going against Adam Cole. NXT title on the line. The Colonel were top to start. And Adam Cole, like you said, Dan, he's confident. But will he underestimate Jordan Miles in this match?
1: No. Because well, we there's nothing to
0: underestimate. Well, we don't know. He un- you underestimated him when he beat your he man. Was...
1: Lucky and he cheated. He
0: might lucky and cheat this one, then. You never know. Any means I necessary. Any means necessary. Adam Cole, though, taking down Jordan Miles. I'll bet my virginity on it. And he takes Miles down. Any takers? Well, see, because he'd lose two things tonight. You could lose that, and Adam Cole loses the NXT title. be shocking. Side head up, though, and Cole does look confident in this one. And so he should. You've been impressed with Adam Cole recently, haven't you?
1: I have, yeah. He's put out a few very good matches. Fucking hell, Harry Kane hat-trick. Two penalties. And
0: Cole they've got confidence again, taking down Miles. And again, just got him in a submission. Holds him back into that corner.
1: Adam Cole in full control as the Irish whips Miles to the opposite corner. Miles trying to over but Adam Cole just too smart for that and takes him down with a headlock takedown.
0: No, it's just Adam Cole trying to slow down any momentum that Jordan Miles might have built up recently. Doesn't get involved in this match at all. But Myles Jordan Miles
1: hasn't built up enough momentum in the last two months.
0: Well look at that there. Beautiful manages to leapfrog. And then arm drag, taking Adam Cole down. Just could he's beat your man. And I know that might not be seen much momentum, but he did win the tournament. you got to think he's feeling confident about himself to be involved in this match and to cash it in so soon. <laughs> and now Cole's got the arm. Got an Irish whip.
1: Jordan Miles cross. Jordan Miles jumps over the top of Cole, rolls underneath a clothesline attempt, hits a poor dropkick.
0: <laughs> oh, That's a nice drop kick. That was on target. I know what you're like when it comes to... Um, these types of wrestlers anyway. It takes you a little while to warm up to the, the NXT guys.
1: There's more chance of me
0: warming up to Enzo Amore. To be fair, I never thought you'd be a fan of Adam Cole, but you are. So do you know what I mean? I'm gonna take the positives with that. It takes a while for I think for Cole, I mean the hatred that you had and now you can see he's actually not a bad performer, and people like Matt Riddle show that he's not <laughs> I the I don't most mind Adam guy.
1: Cole, but it's just everything he does when he's not wrestling that annoys me about still does. Adam Cole, baby! Adam Cole, baby's one of the best,
0: greatest, like, entrances no, that we've had. No, Yes, it is. Never. And Jordan Miles here. Maybe he could pull off an upset one 2 123kid. Hello, 123kid. That well, moment doesn't look likely as Cole's got miles, and now it's just Cole and control. And Jordan is miles off the pace in this match so far.
1: Adam Cole's looking to score a home
0: goal. I think it needs a little bit of work. Cole, lowly Irish whip, rocking miles up the turnbuckle.
1: Up the up side of his right face. Right up the turnbuckle. Straight up Straight the fucking Straight turn up up turnbuckle. Way. And Cole. Well, I think um, Miles is... He's uh, bitten off a bit more than he can handle. Choosing Adam Cole. He, you know, probably would have had a better luck against...
0: Daniel um, Basler.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, put on a wig, maybe. But no, Miles sent into that second rope.
1: That was very vicious from Adam Cole. Whiplash.
0: That's one of my favourite commentators would say. Adam
1: Cole now attacking Miles, and it's been so far. I'm actually surprised that Miles has lasted this long. I think Adam Cole's just toying with him. He's like, yeah, this bloke's made it here this far. I'll give him a little opportunity. I'll give him a little showcase. I think Adam Cole's just phoning this in as well, and he still can't even get beaten by Miles. You think how bad that makes Shawn guy look. And try was robbed. So what?
0: He didn't he try. Robbed. He didn't try. Now you may say that. I think you're wrong. I don't think there was no robbing happening. Know, yeah. you, now you've supported the Darth Vader of NXT, basically. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Sometimes the guys you don't like end up being on top of the card. A bit like Randy Orton, you know?
1: I would say a bit like Drew McIntyre, but he's never been on top of the card. Oh, so uh... see. You
0: have to bring him up. But, yeah, Well, he has been on top of the NXT card. One of the most <sighs> dominant champions <sighs> of all time. If, if, if <sighs> Drew McIntyre was in this match, it would be over by now. Yeah, Adam Cole had been beating him already. No, I'm not talking about Adam Cole fighting. I'm talking about Jordan Miles. I think you're right. Cole is uh, taking his time with Miles, letting him into this match. He should just finish it off and just say, look, no, that's it done now. And whilst Miles is still breathing, we saw to break out to the final. He's still got fight in him. And that 450 is a ferocious finisher as well. A ferocious. And now he's just trying to fight back with the forearms. And now it's just the speed of Miles. Forearm strike's taking him down.
1: <sighs> Sweeps the leg of Cole. Seated drop kick to the side, but Cole rolls to the outside, getting a bit of separation. Well, speed and quickness of Miles, and now he's going to go
0: flying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what that was, but he just took his whole body on the line. Throws Cole
1: back to the inside. And could this be it? The upset of all upsets. Miles is up. Cross body. And he's going for the cover. One, two... For, oh. That's a bit of an amateur move to come off the top oh with a crossbody. Oh
0: my body. God, I thought Jordan Miles was a new NXT champion That then. was a
1: very amateur oh move, my a crossbody. God. I've seen millions of matches never won by a crossbody. And now he's trying to pick Cole up with a German suplex. And Cole's like, I've had enough now, you're pissing me off.
0: Yeah, Cole tried to kick but missed again by Miles. Deadlift the a champ. Oh my God, hits it. Two. Oh. But again, Cole managed to kick out. Easily. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <I'm... laughs> and Cole's in serious trouble here and he has to escape to the outside. Can he know Miles is just seconds away? And now we're going to see high fly move. Cole, bringing him in. Oh, runs into a huge boot from Cole though. No, but can't keep Miles down. He's up at two. Two. And there's still a fight left in him and Adam Cole now realising he might actually be involved in a proper match. And a fast chant for Miles and Cole.
1: No, they're saying we've had to travel miles to see Adam Cole.
0: Well, he's got up on his shoulders, but no, that's a nice step up in security for And Cole. Backstabber. Goes for the cover but again, not enough to keep Miles down, Managed to kick out. Uh-huh. And now you can see the frustrated Cole. And he's gonna look trying to put Miles away, going up to that second rope.
1: The Panama Sunrise or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: gonna look for it, but Miles managing to move. Boot up
1: again the back elbow. Oh, oh. Cole kicking the back of the leg of Miles. Dropping it from that second rope. Figure four, leg
0: lock. And Miles in serious trouble now. Cole with a figure four. Miles trying to desperately reach that bottom rope. And fingertips away, but Adam Cole's still got the submission locked in. And now Cole, uh, now Mole.
1: Cole rolled kippers.
0: And he does, gets to that bottom rope, breaks the submission. Jordan Miles is still in this match. Just. And Adam Cole putting Miles in the corner, setting him up. Huge forearm, but Miles trying to fight back. Just cuddling. it. He's just trying anything to get out of the NXT Champions' grasp. But Cole's got hold of him. And Miles is holding on to the top, desperately trying to fight. He knows this is the biggest opportunity of his career as he knocks Cole all the way.
1: Now here comes Miles again, cross body. Oh Oh, no, jumps into a big boot from Cole. Ushiguroshi. No. Miles managing to kick out.
0: Uh, Now Cole is a gog asking the referee, what's going on?
1: Here he comes in. No. Miles managing to move out the way. Springboard into Guri. Knocks Adam Cole off the edge of the apron. Goes outside to chuck him in. But Cole turns it around. Throws Miles in. He springs over the top. A kick to the jaw of Cole. And now Cole's down. Miles picks him up. Throws him back in. But Cole wisely rolls through to the outside. Miles going to go flying again. And a suicide dive taking him out. And Miles going up top. Looking to finish this. Frog splash. One. Two. No. no. Adam Cole managing to kick
0: out. Uh, well, fair play Jordan Miles to still have that in the locker. And Cole knows he's in a
1: war no matter what happens. But can Miles now finish him off? Here comes Miles now. 450. No. Cole rolls out of the way. Miles lands, rolls through and lands on his feet. Sweeps the leg. Super kick to the jaw. I think Cole just lost a tooth. And now it might be Miles. We're going to have a new NXT champion. No, not. Miles going up. No, he won't. 450. Oh. Cole gets his knees up. and now Cole
0: struggling to get to his feet. Uh-oh. Exposing the knee. Miles last shot. Miles ducks
1: the last shot. That's rolls it. up Cole. When oh. Cole kicks out,
0: oh. he sends
1: Miles to the outside. But Miles springs his way in. Super kick. Cole knocks him down with another kick. Oh. Last shot. And that's the only shot <laughs> that Miles is going to have at the title.
0: Well, Alan Cole wins, but Jordan Miles showing there he's got all the heart, determination to be a future success and champion on end. I can
1: guarantee you now that, that Miles will be a main eventer. Thank you very much. I'm on the main you, event.
0: You prick. Well, I, in
1: the likes of Mojo yeah, and exactly. Eric Young and yeah. EC3. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I think I was impressed by him here. I think Jordan Miles is going to be all right. My pick came up short. Against the NXT champion, but then again, Adam Cole was said he's the greatest NXT champion of all time, and by gosh, I might be starting to believe him.
1: He came up a match. I thought he was fucking hornswoggle.
0: That's that's a good one. But I quite like this match. Uh, Barst decides when it comes to anything else. I don't think it was too bad. What have you thought of NXT this month since it, takeover? Even. It
1: has been quite entertaining. We've seen new tag team champs. We've seen uh, Matt Riddle get completely fucking destroyed. We've seen you know injustice. In my man who should have been going against uh, Adam Cole for the title and beating him easily, uh, your man won and got the title shot. But entertaining, to say the least.
0: Yeah, it's not been bad. And then the, the we stage is set. The unsputed era, now tag team champions again, beating the Street Profits. Adam Cole, of course, holds the gold. And we found out that Roderick Strong will be facing the Velveteen Dream as well on the first episode of the USA Network for the North America title. So is it there for the Undisputed Era to hold all the gold? It's a great story. Even NXT UK, it's still fun with Imperium uh, fighting about. And what about British Strong style as well? But that's it. Don't forget, our next, our next episode is WCW Full Brawl 1999. We'll bring you all the action for the <laughs> spectacular pay-per-view. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at Janscore Rollins across all the Google platforms. Don't forget to send us an email at Our Podcast at gmo.com or follow us on
1: Instagram, the WNR Podcast. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNR Podcast. Got the clips going out there. Podcasts got the same time on YouTube. to do other places like SoundCloud on your phone. And we're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got our live shows, Stitch Radio, and iTunes. You can download, subscribe, rate, and review there.
1: There's also a website as well that's uh, very close to being complete and uh, it's going to be a, a technical masterpiece, to say the least. Um, James has been working very hard on the website along with our designers and our webpage aficionado in the WNR Towers in our offices there and it will be amazing but for now you can get all of our contact information from there our Instagram YouTube Facebook and Twitter profiles
0: yeah and that is the dubbing podcast dot com but that is it like I say next episode will be full Brawl 99 we'll be going back 20 years again but until then I've been James Rowlands and as always I was joined by Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye